Hello everyone and welcome to Hotline League episode 90. Boys, it is a spicy one tonight is for the second year in a row, TSM has not qualified to make it to Worlds. Instead, a team with some clutch plays were able to make it happen. We're going to talk about that and so much more here on Hotline League. But first off, give a shout Dude, out that to that was our... so lame. Where was your energy? No whammy, bammy, zammies, no, no nothing. First off, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors, Movement. Makers of fine goods, such as these sunglasses I'm wearing right now. And as I switch over to the uh, logo for them, uh, Alienware, who makes this beautiful computer behind me, and the one that I'm using, and the monitor that I'm using, and the headset Mark's got, and so many other things. You can check them out at alienware.com slash Travis. We'll talk more about both of our sponsors as the show continues. But first off, I want to go ahead and introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. Mark, how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay. Uh, it was pretty busy because we had all three days of the gauntlet to do. Plus, I did the dive on Wednesday, so yeah. I was I was pretty busy. You know that uh, Kelby's in the chat right now. Get him on air. I know he's not doing anything. Yeah. Well, I'd be happy to have him join, but I don't think he will. He's he's what we like to call in the business a lamer. Anyway, so you did I'll the dive. The, I'll tag him in the tweet, anyways. Okay, so great. <laughs> he's at the office. So he feels it. I didn't realize the office didn't have microphone. Yeah. He's not sitting in teleconference calls all day long. He could totally do this. Anyway, Mark, the only yeah. thing you did was was uh, the other show and the gauntlet. That was it for you this week. Nothing interesting happened. Got up to level 25. Oh my God. Is that Kelby? Hold the, the phone. He's in the discord. He is here. He has joined us. He What's good? Okay, oh, good. shit. Let's go, boy. All right. Introducing our second co-host for the evening, Kelby May. Kelby, how's it going? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Welcome, Much better now. Welcome back to the show. It's been a bit. It's been a, It's been quite some time. Yeah. I, appre uh, I appreciate that we have... I won't, a... I won't have a cam, just That's so fine. you guys realize. That's fine. That's, people don't... That's not... We don't need that. Um, either way. Kelby, how you been? It's been a bit. I've been I've been really good, uh, busy at work, but we have a full sales staff now, uh, oh, congratulations. which is helping a lot of my burden. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's it's now an interesting time for league. I just uh, I really want to be on this episode because I think there will probably be a lot of good topics. So. I know at least two spicy topics. One of which isn't even from the the callers. It's it's just us. Yeah. Exactly. I, I started a fight on Twitter. And I thought we were on the same side, but apparently we're not on the same side. No. Oh, for the EU stuff? For the, yeah, yeah. for G2 being the best team in the world. Uh, let's just oh, get into I, it. I got lots of opinions there. Okay. Yeah, I know. Let's, let's get right, into so it. So here's the setup, everyone. Here's the setup. We're going to dive into the show now. Uh, as I fix Kelby's name and title and everything on the, on the stream. Um, so the setup is this. I am watching, you know, and I don't like to do this. But I'm watching LEC, and I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting hey, for. We weren't going on until they were done. Travis was actually trying to watch us. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to watch LCS, but LEC was on, and and I was watching their finals because their finals were delayed, and it was this week for whatever reason and whatever. And at the very end, as G2 is winning, and what was a pretty entertaining match. Uh, Medic, who is a friend of the show, often tells me exactly what I need to say about 
Fnatic during Fnatic calls from the Twitch chat. Uh, he makes a call, and he said, "Like he's like, and they're gonna win. They're the Nexus will explode, and G two is the best team in the world." And I immediately tweeted, "Wow, the LEC casters are so hype that they think that, or they're calling G two the best team in the world after having won this like regional match." I, I don't. That was an exact wording, but it was basically that, right? And immediately. Everyone who's European and for some fucking reason Jack from Cloud Nine, which I don't understand, and Smix. He's trying to he's trying to get in there the European fans' pants. And, and Smix, who uh, never does anything with League whatsoever, they all pile into my responses and they say, "I didn't see Suze. What did she say?" She was like, "Isn't it possible?" Because my arg okay. So immediately everybody starts saying, "Well, of course they are." And I say, well, okay, well, Worlds is in fucking three weeks. What? Why are we doing Worlds in three weeks to determine the best team in the world if we've, we're ready to crown them right now? Which, by the way, was Jack's exact wording. He's like, I'm ready to crown G2 the best team in the world right now. Congrats, Carlos. And I'm like, we're crowning them the best team in the world after the LEC finals? That's, this is... And so, anyway, Smix said something like, well, isn't it possible that a team could be the best team in the world after one tournament? Um... And then not be the best team in the world later on. Um, and Because the main argument everybody was making was, well, they won MSI. And then they won LEC. I am of the opinion that, like, okay, yeah, they were the best team in the world after MSI. But we are now a couple weeks out from the start of Worlds. We shouldn't be talking about who the best team is in the world a couple weeks out from the start of Worlds. So that's okay. my take. And I think, it, I think it's just crazy that, like, so many people... I mean, I get it. Like, a lot of the EU fans want to believe this or whatever, right? But, like, I just... For me, it doesn't hit. All right. I disagree with you on one point. So I think there's two talking points here. There's one, which is the actual call that Medic made, which he later, you know, tweeted about himself. And then two, declaring G2 the best team in the world. Yeah, do you want to say what Wait, he said, by the way? Just for context. For uh, yeah, he, was ba he basically said... He meant to say the best team in Europe, and he said the best team in the world. Um, you know, flubs happen all the time. So do you want me to hit on the medic, uh, like the, the the call, or do you want to hit on the Yeah, the I mean, I think the call is, it's a short conversation, right? Because, like, we all are in agreement that, like, he shouldn't have said it that way. Also, what did I, I just do? I messed something up. Yeah, well, to explain to fans who don't understand, like, why this stuff matters in broadcast, uh, it's because like you're gonna take those game-winning calls and you're gonna splice them into all these hype pieces and videos and like people are gonna make montages with it and all this stuff. And so your call needs to be reflective of what just happened. And so you know the the NA call should be, and Team Liquid grabs an unprecedented fourth North American title in a row. And then you know the the LCK call is SKT do it again. They take down number one playoff seeded Griffins and claim to be the best team in. Korea, you know, like you, your call should match that. So when you start splicing that stuff together, uh, it, it's, it's all kind of hyping up your best teams and things like that. It sounds a little funny when the European call is, and G2 is the best team in the world if you're making hype pieces for world. Um, and to use like a real world example, like the Patriots win the Super Bowl. The next time that they're in the AFC championship game, the next year, you know, just you don't just say, ah, the Patriots win the AFC championship and are the best team in the world. It might still be true. You know, it can be totally true, but you don't make that call until the Super Bowl happens in two in a week, you know? So, like, 
It was a flub call. Medic admitted it. There's there's no harm in that. People flubbed their calls. Everyone flubbed actually the regional calls. I think Captain Flowers accidentally said uh, C9 is on the Nexus turrets when TL was ending the game. Uh, Brendan Valdez said uh, uh, SKT are going to sweep Griffin, and then it was a three-one, and so he had to like change the call in the middle and go into the dumpster, <laughs> and like everyone messes them up. It's like it's not a big deal. It was a mistake. Whatever. Um, but I do think, you know, fans might not understand where, as a broadcaster, I'm coming from in my tweets, because there is a correct call there. And you, you, the call should reflect the stakes of the tournament. G2 can be the best team in the world. And, I, you know, you have a great case for it. But that's not the correct call for a regional European um, So, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm not flaming Medic. I don't care. Uh, but to Travis's point, I have no problem on an analyst desk or Euphoria or a place where an opinion should be calling G2 the best team in the world. I actually think that generates hype for the tournament. People should be declaring G2 the best team in the world. They should be setting them up as the favorites. That okay, creates narratives and storylines. I agree they yeah. should be setting them up as the favorites. I sure. agree with you there. But I do not think we should be declaring... It's like, who Worlds is a question. And that question is, who is the best team in the world? And the idea that we would start telling people who the best team in the world is before plans has even begun or as plans begins or during groups or any point in time before we get to the finals is crazy to me. If G2 was in the finals against team liquid, that's going to salt some people. Let's team liquid. Would, should we be saying team liquid now has to face the best team in the world to find out if they are actually the best team, if they can beat the best team in the world, like what is worlds? If we don't, if we've decided who the best team in the world is during the tournament, but Kelby, you, I feel like you said you had some stuff to talk about. Well, yeah, I just like, and this is more of an open ended question. I'm looking for your guys guidance on, but like, there's a reason why I think that MSI isn't, you know, like labeled worlds. Uh, I don't know how serious that event is in like determining the best team in the world in other esports games like you have uh international tournaments at multiple points throughout the years and those are seen as checks for who's the best team in the world um even in formats that have like a a world final are do you feel like if team liquid would have won msi and team liquid wins na regionals do we think Team Liquid is the best team in the world because they won MSI? I think um, my opinion is no, um, but I think for the it depends what you're you're asking. Like for the sake of hype and narrative, like is it okay to say Team Liquid? You know, after they win MSI, if you were like someone says Team Liquid is the best team in the world right now, you know? Yeah, you can I make think, the argument. Right, and I think you know as a as a call as a like. A piece that someone's saying like and with that victory team liquids you know crown the best team in the world like yeah you can probably say that i would disagree i'd be like they got lucky versus ig and g2 shat the bed probably like you know like something like that would probably be what I, my opinion would be mm -hmm. um but i don't think it's wrong to then like going into worlds paint team liquid as the favorite to be like well they won msi they they won another region un, unprecedented in north america they're the best team in the world heading into the event I think it's fine to say that, but I do agree that MSI and Worlds don't quite hold the same level of uh, weight to them. Right. Here's a question for you, Mark. 
If Fnatic won Game 5 against G2, is Fnatic the best team in the world? No, obviously not. I don't think the call is ever right. So, and I don't think... So why not? Because they would have just beaten the best team in the world. <laughs> well, I think, I, think, I, think, I think, yeah, you're missing my point, which is like, I, if someone wants to make the case that G2 is the best team in the world and Fnatic beats them, then that person should probably make the case Fnatic might be the best team in the world. It is kind of the transitive property thing. Are you so? Are Maybe. you saying? Are you saying? Because I'm fine with the idea. And by the way, hang on. I have to. I have to say this as this caveat because all these people in the Twitch chat and on Twitter and all this stuff are like, Travis is salty. He thinks Team Liquid's the best team in the world, or he doesn't want to hear that G2 is the best team in the world. Look, I like G2 a lot. I thought it was sick when they won MSI. Obviously, as a North American person, I would have rather seen Team Liquid perform. But like the fact that the West has a real contender and the fact that Worlds is in Europe this year and the fact that G2 could win it and the fact that the, all five of those guys I love interviewing and doing content with and I think are, have this great brand in Europe and LEC's on the rise, all this stuff. Like I am not salty about the DJ idea that G2 could be the best team in the world right now. And like the, the whole response of like, well, Travis is just salty. It's like, well, it diminishes the conversation then. And that's what's disappointing to me is because I am I'm, I think it's fine to have a conversation. I think it's interesting to have a conversation. Could you say who the best team in the world is before Worlds? I think it's a good conversation. But when people are like, well, Travis is just salty. It's like, okay, well, now we can't have the conversation because you've just decided that my anything I say is irrelevant. You know, it's just it's frustrating. Yeah, I, yeah, I, def I definitely feel the frustration. That's why I chimed in on Twitter just because like I saw the responses and I was like, okay, people are like, I don't know. It felt like there was a, a miss miss point. Uh, or lost in translation or something but i think the idea there's someone in chat asking like just because you win worlds doesn't mean you're the best team in the world i would actually counter that like when has a team won worlds and you're like i'm not convinced they're the best team in the world has it ever felt like we've crowned the, the wrong world champion no no all the eu fans will say that if north america ever wins but until then we've always crowned the correct world champion yeah so people say season two season TPA. one wasn't the world yeah but tpa I think they were the best team in the world at that time. They beat everyone pretty convincingly, I think. Yeah. I like, just don't understand why we would ever be... What's the fucking point? Probably like, thank you, Kyle, for gifting five subs. What's the fucking point of having Worlds if we won? It, like, for me, this whole point of Worlds is to determine who is the best. So on every level of this, if we are just saying beforehand, we already know. If we are saying afterwards that the person or the team that won was not the best... Any of these things, I just feel like cheapen the whole point of worlds. At that point in time, it's just like a TI money grab, you know. I don't yeah, want to think... be a TI money grab. And yeah, I'm well, definitely and, uh, sorry, Travis. I, sorry, just to interject. I mean, uh, League World Championships is single elim, so I'm I'm open to the possibility that they could not be the best team in the world. We just don't know who the second best team is in the world is. We aren't guaranteed the best finals, but the format should find us the best team. I mean, teams went through loser brackets sometimes, but yeah, no, I just had to respond to your Dota, your Dota slander, which I will not stand for. I I agree with Kelby's point, where like that SKT Rock semifinals, where it's five games. I mean, to be fair, Rocks made it close with their cheesy M, uh, MF support pick that SKT played into twice. Um, so if I think about all the close game fives, like KT versus IG in quarters. You know, KT could have won that series pretty easily. I think there was one game where it was like a last hit on the Nexus away from going in KT's favor, right? Um, 
So there, there have been some close brushes where I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that one. And then they go on to win the whole thing. Um, but I would still say most of the time I'm pretty confident that the, the better team actually did win that best of five. Uh, but I totally agree that it does a the tournament does not do a good job of finding the second best team. You know, I would say Rocks was the second best team in that tournament. KT was the second best uh, team in 2018. Um, so that's definitely a criticism of the lack of double elimination is is like ranking the team strengths. But I I personally haven't felt like I was like man that's some bullshit about who won. Mark, uh, guys. Okay, sorry, Kelpie, go ahead. I was just gonna say, why has nobody ever done triple elimination? That's that's the next step. Mark, right. what if we just had a permanent, never-ending tournament of round-robin group play, best of threes? Mark, uh, do you think RNG was the best team in the world going into Worlds last year? I felt like it, yeah. So then, when when did they stop being the best team? In, like at what at what point during that tournament did they did the their skill level fall? When they lost to every other team in Group B. They okay, lost so, to Vitality. So, so the day before right? groups, they were the best team in the world. But then as we got into groups, that day, Uzi woke up and he's like, fuck, my team sucks. That's not <laughs> how that works. Obviously, they weren't the best team in the world throughout their entire scrim session, and they shit the bed so, over the course of I, a week-long tournament. But we're tournament so confident G2 is the best team in the world right now. Why wouldn't RNG be the best team in the world up until that very Holy moment? Holy shit, Travis. This is like the most, <laughs> like, papega He's trolling me so hard. I know. I, he I, better be trolling. I don't. I'm not convinced he's trolling though. Well, I'm I mean, Mark Travis does raise some good points. I want to know at which scrim that you lose, do you no longer become the best team in the world? I mean, that's my whole. Yeah, actually, I know that you guys think I'm trolling, <laughs> and I somewhat am trolling just to fuck with Mark. But on the other hand, like this is my whole point is like we don't. How can we confidently say right now G2 is the best team in the world? Whenever, for all we know, like fucking they some crazy shit happens, they don't make it out of groups or something. You know, like. Uh, Travis, someone is the best team in the world, and if someone wants to have the opinion that it's G2, they have a great fucking background I, I agree. For argument. I agree with that. So then, right. what What are you even arguing? I, because He's I just declaring... don't think that we could... Because I think the idea that Who we're crowning we? them like, the best some team in the world... authority figure shouting that G... Like, the who is the that fact, person that, that you're arguing crown about? them the best team in the world, I think, cheapens worlds. Who, who are you arguing with, though? Because no one crowned them the best Jack team did. in the world. Okay, go argue with Jack. Thorne disputes the idea that any other team could be eligible. No, he's saying I think there are all these EU fans. I think it's I think there are points where it's fine to say G two is the best team in the world because you haven't seen any evidence to necessarily contradict that yet. So if you want to go on saying the best team in the world, that's a fine opinion to have. I just think. Look, here's my suggestion. We will settle this this way. We will hold a large tournament there's a plan section beforehand and then we'll funnel 16 of these teams into a group stage and then they'll play and then we'll take the two from each group we'll put them in quarters then then uh, semifinals then finals and then at the end of it we will know for sure who the best team in the Dude, world is that's that's such a good idea and you know what would make that even more hype if people went into that event with already preconceived narratives and storylines that then get tested throughout the tournament wouldn't that be crazy if people could go into the tournament already having an opinion? Wouldn't that make it really hype then when when an upset I have no happens? Pro- I have no problem with opinions. I have problems with definitives. But that's what, like, it's it's a man saying this or a woman saying this thought. It's a person saying this thought, right? Like, 
that doesn't make it no one no one makes it definitive there's no like no god spoke and said g2 is the best team in the world before worlds and now we're like fuck we don't even have to play it tell that to the twitter replies because they don't think there's a conversation to be had they think that it's just one way anyway let's move on topics mark you've la- you've you've brought this on for far too long you know, just let this topic languish. <laughs> yeah, my bad, dude. I just don't know when to let arguments go. That's my bad. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what? So I know we want to get into calls soon, but I think there's another. <laughs> there's another topic, right? Didn't, didn't you say there was something else that, that came up that we should talk about? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> okay, we've just killed I said it that over we the had another players. LEC topic, but it's a caller. Okay. I think. That's what you're referencing. All right. Well, let's think about all the stuff that's happened in the past week. Didn't we talk about LEC enough for one show already? <laughs> no, this this one's fun, Kelby. I think you'll like this one. Okay. Well, it, it'll be the first caller too. So before we get onto the first caller, uh, if you've never seen the show before, it's a live call-in show. So I'm spamming the Discord link. You can go ahead and uh, join up. Uh, when you get there, there's a Pleb Calls voice channel that you're going to want to join. You can mute once you're in there. Uh, and then there's a text channel called Pleb Topics. That is where you will post what it is that you want to talk about uh, once. You post it. If I like what I'm seeing, I'll pull you into the uh, on-air waiting room, or excuse me, the waiting room, where you will hang out until it's your turn. We'll do a quick mic check, and then we will hop into the on-air to discuss your topic. And I think actually, uh, well, first off, if you're a sub, make sure you, uh, first off, thank you. You can be a sub for half off right now. Oh, Boba Cola just made five people subs, as as we were talking about, gifted subs. But if you want, you can sub for... uh, 250 right now and by the way if you get a gift to the sub you can do that as well but be sure to link your uh sub and your twitch account to your discord account so that you can join the subtopics channel it moves a little slower there so it just gives you a bit of a, a better chance of coming onto the show and of course we really appreciate it whenever you do sub uh i think the only really thing real thing besides the lec stuff to talk about is the gauntlet this past weekend which i think gives us more than enough to talk about right uh everybody's talking about tsm but even clg not making it through was I think a bit of a surprise for people. Oh, Mark, did you? Okay, Kelby, did you hear about the Mark winking thing? Oh, no. What? Okay, so apparently, Mark, was it a hundred percent of the time, or it was very, it was very frequent when you voted for Clutch to win, they would lose, right? I think um, maybe Gaunt or not Gaunt, the, the tiebreakers. I think I might have predicted them to win because the Twitter account made it seem as though, like, even during the split, if you predicted Clutch to win, it was lost. it was during the split a couple times. I don't know if it was a hundred percent, but it was it was very frequent. Yeah. So, but anyway, so so they asked Mark, or I think there was a conversation where it was like, "Please don't predict us to win." And so mm-hmm. during the gauntlet, Mark would predict the opposing team. And then as the predictions came up, he would make the most obvious, like Lucille Bluth style wink directly at the camera <laughs> and uh, just winking, letting everyone know that wasn't his prediction. And it worked. So really Clutch owes Mark uh, for it. Kelby, why are you gifting substance to the channel? You know, why not? Thank you. You, you come back for an appearance and uh, you want to reward the folks. Kelby gifting 50 subs to the channel. Papa Kelby. You can re you can re up your sub for 50 for $2.50 if you if you want to do that. That's crazy. Well, anyway, I just thought that was funny, Mark. Yeah, I uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad Clutch was down to joke around with it. Demonte as well would joke about it. So, I, I like when the players are, are down to laugh about funny stuff. I'm just going to I'm gonna spend the money that Kelby gave me through these subs on alcohol in Mexico with him because Kelby, hey. Kelby and I are leaving to Mexico in like seven, eight days. 
It's too long. Hurry up. We're leaving on the 18th. We're going to Tulum, which is uh, near Cancun. It's going to be sick. Anyway. You ready? Yeah. Let's get it going. Mark's grabbing our first caller. Uh, given going through the recent events, Kelby gifted 50 subs. Thank you. Merchant of Soul for six months. Blank 27 for 10. OPTSM fan for 17. Keeping an eye on seeing if Mark is back. Mark is back. Labuda Mike is here. Labuda Mike, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Illinois. And you've been on the show before. Uh, correct. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? <clears throat> so uh, my topic was, uh, my argument is that the gap between uh, NA and EU is bigger than the gap between uh, EU and Korea. So like, okay. in is terms this the of... LEC topic? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is my favorite kind of LEC topic. <laughs> So when we're talking about like best teams in the like you know you guys were just discussing this for like way too long talking about if G two is you know the best team in the world, I don't think if you're actually trying to be objective All right, well, about thanks world. Thanks for joining us, Lubuda Mike. It's great to have you on. <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone's gonna bring up NA teams in that conversation. You're most likely gonna be focusing on LEC, maybe LPL, and Mark, your uh, your QA is not um is not. Stop interrupting the caller, Kelby. I'm having a great. I'm just here to piss off all the NA fans. So you just think, I mean, so your your argument is uh, that Korea and Europe are a lot closer. To, it's much more competitive between those two than Europe and North America. Right. And we can even see that in the competition because, like, you know, we saw TL beat IG, but then IG just looked like shit domestically. Like, they, they just barely made it to Worlds by running the gauntlet, while G2... You know, flew through SKT and then SKT went home and you know won the won the LCK championship. Like they they beat a team that was ready to perform, and then TL just got you know swept. Where do you think LPL is in all of this? Well, I think LPL's up there too because I I watch so my I'm not like you know an analyst or anything like that. I just do like some uh, esports betting here and there, so I do consume like a lot of league content. But I I'm lacking on the LPL, but. I think Fun Plus could also be a really good contender. I just don't know how they play. Because I, I, all I know is that they just beat RNG 3-1. By the way, the reason Kelby was interrupting was because for some reason we can hear this guy, but Kelby can't hear him at all on Discord. Labuda, can you talk again? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Or can you hear me? Oh, Kelby? I can hear you now. I'm so sorry. I oh, thought no, we were all just listening to silence, and so I was making jokes about your mic not working and Mark being. Your bad timing, at your timing was perfect. This is when I was trash talking. I thought you were just yeah, uh, he was trashing an A, and it sounded like you were like, "Get this guy out of here!" You're, you're yeah, that's just you super lucky. The topic. Yeah. Holy shit! No, okay, that's it was so perfect funny. timing. I have so I have no context. I'm sorry. Could you do like the the very short? Uh, his whole thing is just L he says. The gap between LEC and Korea is smaller than the gap between LEC and North America. Basically saying that LEC and Korea are more competitive and there's a stronger rivalry between the two than between North America and Europe. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. Continue. So I don't think this is... I think this is a pretty cold take. I mean, uh, the jokes about the whole G2 being the best team in the world, I, I agree that there's a really good chance that they are. And I would never say that about Team Liquid. Uh, but I think I would say that potentially about, you know, one of the Korean teams, probably, you know, SKT, or right. or of um, even uh, FunPlus. And so I think that's the thing is, like, I think that each of the three major regions, um, but setting aside North America, have a contender to win Worlds, even though G2 is the best. 
And so I think that that's interesting. You know, I, I just don't, I don't think that there's much of an argument to be made. Would, Why? Would you, Sorry. Yeah. Would you consider TL a realistic contender to win Worlds? I think they're the underdog, right? Like, I think they could have some crazy miracle run, but I don't think anybody thinks right now that they're stronger than G2, for instance. So why'd you guys spend so much time arguing if G2 is the best team in the world? They're not the best. We don't know who the best team in the world is. Right, let's not let's not walk back down that path. But I was getting very, so tilted listening to that. Let's not then let's not talk about it. Let's talk about the fact that Fnatic and G2 played two best of fives, both going to the fifth game. So obviously, if you do hold G2 in high opinion, then you should probably hold Fnatic in pretty high opinion too. Right. Um, it does feel like a big gap between the second and third place team, but that is probably true for a bunch of the regions. IG, I'm a little hesitant to say there's a big gap just because I know they weren't nearly as good this year or in summer, um, but they are a very streaky team. So, like, they could easily come out with, like, a really good read on the world's meta potentially and do well. Um, I'm not going to lie. They looked pretty bad in, in the in the, in the gauntlet. They were – because they have two junglers right now, and they were struggling to get their footholds in the series before – coming back and winning. Both of them went to five. Like, they were barely eking out these wins. So, Labutamite, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So, why are you using Korea as the comparison to EU as opposed to LPL? Is there... So, because uh, I know, you know, obviously, IG just won the world the world's championship, but, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I do a lot of, like I said, I do a lot of esports betting. So, uh, there's, like, people who make the stats and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. statistically, the, the top four teams that are predicted to win are SKT, G2, RNG, and Griffin. So you have two Koreans, the European team, and for some reason RNG over the number one team. So just I mean, yeah, statistically the RNG speaking, thing is strange to me, but th that's what I was thinking too. But like you know, these people somehow get their odds. You know, it's four to one, five to one, six to one, and six to one. Like it's all really close. Yeah, but who are so, they? Like I, I mean, I just don't. I would not say the the. Gamb Anyone picking. Griffin's just handing their money over to these sites. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the, Jesus. The, the reason that I bring it up is that so everybody is using international events as their barometer for determining strength going into Worlds, right? Everybody Correct. thinks that G2 is the best team in the world because they, or they have a claim to it because they won MSI. But what yeah. region of team did G2 face in the finals of MSI? Well, they played us, but they also beat SKT. Yes, yeah. and NA and NA three won, right? The the previous world champion IG in a very very convincing series. If you take it back even further to previous worlds, Korea didn't even make semis. Okay, okay. Here's the thing: they did not send their best teams. I I really don't like this argument because Griffin, if if if, if they were sent, if LCK sent the best teams, they would have sent Griffin, SKT, and someone else. Dude, Griffin's not, not the best team. They've literally choked in every important match they've but, ever. But last year they were though. They were they were 100 percent better really, than why they choke out in they finals. Didn't make and why it, they though. choke out in gauntlet? Why they lose the gauntlet? <laughs> and Griffin were the best SKT. team in the world last year. SKT is their kryptonite. SKT is literally they for some pressure like is their kryptonite. That too maybe. That too maybe honestly. But last year, you cannot tell me Genji and Africa's was the best teams to send to Worlds from LCK. Like they were a joke. Like it was. Uh, it's like when yeah, we I sent mean, hundred thieves. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. They they looked really bad. But I'm just saying so. Based on results and how people seem to be rationalizing these arguments, I would think that actually you would say that NA. And EU are the the top performing regions right now going into to worlds. But that's true, you know, North America. That's actually Team a good Liquid point, is Kelby. the second best team in the world. I just figured it out. 
Yeah, but they beat a really weak IG team that struggled. No. They proceeded no. to struggle. No, yes. Team Liquid got yes. second at MSI, and Team Liquid won LCS finals. That means they're the second best team in the world. How, how does that make any of the second Is best team G2 the best world, team in the world? Yes. Because uh, <laughs> well, they won MSI and they won the fucking they, NAL, no, or, no, 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 LEC no. finals. It's because they, not only did they win the LEC finals, they did everything in a, other than the last, they, you know, you said they went to five games. They did not falter throughout the entire season twice. They, they looked dominant the entire split, both splits. They've looked strong the whole time. While Wait, who, who is this, G2? Yeah, G2's looked good in, in LEC they, the entire split. They've trolled the second half of their splits both times. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and they still won. By doing what, though? What were they picking in those games? I mean, they picked troll shit all the time. They, they picked a... They picked... First pick Pike with a Kali Silas up in, in the finals of game one. They lost. They do they do dumb stuff. It happens. They're, they're really good, but they're highly volatile. It's, it's, it's hard to toe the line between trolling and, like, actually think this is the right thing. But they're not do. volatile to the point of losing. When it counts, they win each time, right? Sure, but you just said they didn't struggle, which is just factually wrong. But they were, but no, what I'm saying is that they weren't dropping many games. Like, how many games did they actually drop in LEC? Like, how many actual series did they drop? How many series did TL drop? They went to they went to five games with Clutch Gaming. Okay, G2 went to five games with Fnatic. They're clearly better. I'm not saying they're not better, but the transitive property shit, by the way, is like a dagger in my heart every time I hear it. So let's just <laughs> right, drop the, right. the transitive property. It, it just. On paper, they just look so much better. Yeah, I think they are. G2 is a lot better. But I'm just saying the arguments that you're making also apply to TL based off how you're making them. That's all I was saying. Yeah, yeah, that's now. what I was saying, too. I mean, I think in practice, and sorry to interrupt, Mark, I think that, yeah, yeah obviously, well, you know, obviously, I think in practice, EU, uh, Korea, and LPL are the strongest regions, and there's the most competition between them, and there's more of a gap. Uh, between them and NA than each other. But, yeah, just the way you were making the argument. Right, and I, I think, I, you know, to, to the ahead. point of the caller, the argument doesn't stop at the best team in the region. You right. know, it does right. extend to the three teams we're sending. His point was the gap between all of NA and EU. And based off Rift Rivals, we got booty blasted yeah. horribly. Now, you yeah. can say TSM wasn't actually our third best team. They were struggling in summer, whatever. But they also took Clutch to five games. So it's not like Clutch, if they played with their form now in Rift Rivals would be like that much better. So I do think the, the, the argument, I would agree with Labuda Mike at the end of the day about the initial premise of the European region is a larger gap above the NA region than the European region. I think so. I mean, I think it's hard yeah. for anybody to debate that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, would you agree that LEC as a whole is better than the LCS? Yeah, Competition wise? For sure. Okay. He has to say that because last time he didn't, we got a ton of dislikes on our YouTube video. Well, we also <laughs> got absolutely shit on at Rift Rivals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think you said I mean, that after Rift Rivals. Oh, no, you said it after MSI. Our fall off seems yeah. to be pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, this is like the sub gifting night. Seb Park just showed up and subbed and then gifted five subs as well. Thanks to everybody sewing. You can re up five. your sub for $2.50 if you get one. <clears throat> Did, I saw people were talking about Raz. I see him in, in there, so I assume Raz wants to come on and talk LPL uh, soon. Yeah, oh, I he, love Raz. Oh, if he, yeah, yeah. He, he should message you on Discord if he wants to do that. Yeah, I, I see him. I'll, I'll pull him in in a minute. Raz, get ready. Uh, is, but into this call, or are we going to do a separate one? No, 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 no. Separate, separate call. Okay, so. cool. Hey, Labuda, thanks so much for calling. Is there anything you want to say as we move on to the, the next caller? 
No, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, G2 is the best team in the world. Great. Love it. <laughs> All right. Before we move on to the next caller, let's do a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Alienware. First of our two sponsor slots tonight. Uh, we've got a beautiful Alienware uh, computer behind me and an Alienware chair. Uh, but I really want to talk to you guys about a thing that they're doing right now. First off, go to Alienware.com slash Travis and use Travis 10 off to get amazing discounts on amazing hardware. They've just announced a ton of new stuff, new uh, laptops, new monitors, new desktops, new everything. It's insane. But also right now on, uh, they asked me specifically to shout this out. I believe it's, uh, let me just make sure I get the URL right. <clears throat> AlienwareArena.com. Go check out AlienwareArena.com. They're actually doing a pretty big giveaway right now where they're giving away a ton of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate codes. If you're not familiar with that, that's the, the pass that allows... Actually, Kelby, you know what that is. Do you want you, you can probably explain what it is for, better than I can. Are you here, Kelby? Kelby, Kelby leave. Kelby, I know, was going to get this, um, so I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, you you uh, you can go there. It's The Xbox Game, Games Pass uh, Ultimate allows you to play like a ton of different games. I think they've got over 100. So anyway, you, huge chance to win that. I know they're giving away a ton of them. They're giving away a Gears 5 prize pack and then a bunch of money in Dell Rewards, uh, which would allow you to buy some new stuff uh, for free with these Dell Rewards. So AlienwareArena.com, just go check it out right now. Uh, if you're on desktop, you can definitely see it. If you're on uh, mobile, I think you have to turn your screen sideways to see a little banner on it. But uh, you sign up, you play a little game. It's really easy, and then you can win some stuff. So... Anyway, thank, to, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. I'll go ahead and put AlienwareArena.com in the uh, YouTube description as long as I don't forget. And if I do forget, somebody in the comments will yell at me. And uh, again, thank you to Alienware for sponsoring. All right, let's move on to the next caller. As uh, Mark grabs our next caller, I want to keep giving some shouts. Thank you to Kyle0808 for the five subs. Razzleplasm for six months. Breathe deep, fly high. And speaking of Razzleplasm, Raz is in the call right now. Raz, where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from, uh, you know, uh, Tallahassee. You know, Tallahassee? America. Oh, yeah. I was hoping the greatest city in the world. We'd never have to go back there again, but it sounds like you ended up back there. Oh, nah, you're in Shanghai, Shanghai right now, yeah. right? Yep. Well, good to hear from you. How's Shanghai? Uh, it's been good, actually. It's uh, usually been on and off because it's typhoon season. And yeah. so there are moments where you're just like, well, I can't uh, even pick up my umbrella without it flying off. But last two days has been pretty incredible. How were the finals? Because the finals looked incredible. The finals looked like borderline world's uh, world's final ceremonies. You guys even got VR Akali, KDA Akali, and I saw this. It looked like the arena looked amazing. It was honestly the best finals I've been a part of for uh, LPL. Uh, a lot of the times, I'm always like a little bit manka s because they tell you the rundown, but because it's so intertwined with Tencent, they don't tell you a damn thing about what's actually on it, how long it'll take, and the quality about it. So when I saw that the you know KDA Akali was on the board, I was like, oh, the problem with throwing in VR Akali is that you're going to compare it to the last VR Akali and very difficult to top. So is this going to be a meme? And then I watched it. And it was the most craziest thing I've seen. Yeah, actually, Candace so. did an interview with VR Akali, right? Yeah, that one that one was a little wild. So I, I okay, they also okay we're not talking about that one because <laughs> I, I didn't get, actually watch it. But I remember Clement, who apparently like translated the 
interview is like oh then they just threw some mercedes so i was like ah so it's just a okay it's just an ad thing at the end so okay did uh, you see the uh brazil opening with the jinx yo yes the gin shooting thing was actually oh yeah gin yeah it was wild all right i like that one that one was sick too yeah, all these yeah. cool intros well either way did you have i don't know raz did we just drag you in here just to say hi or did you have a take or something you want to talk about on the show tonight all right, so Mark already did actually most of the work about the whole, you know, transitive property bullshit. That's just going wild on this show. <laughs> I was, I was so damn mad. I was just listening to this bullshit for so long. Um, but so since that's out of the way, I think the whole conversation around the LPL at this stage is, um, I wouldn't say disingenuous, but I think there's just not a lot of information out there. Uh, right now, people are just kind of selling LPL down the road, and so. I'm just going to say my piece that I think this is the first Worlds that I have no damn idea who's going to be the winner. A lot of the times you'll come in with a grand expectation. And while last year, you know, Invictus Gaming won, the expectation was that KT or RNG would be uh, the front runners, like pretty much head and shoulders. And then group, start, group stage happened. The last two Worlds has been the team that has grown during the group stage and plans on all that has mm -hmm. been the winner. Like... Gen G is a great example of that, where they went into a group stage where I think I think they were a third seed. They didn't look good at all. They went up against RNG in the group stage and got out team fought, and then they actually started drafting around team fighting. Definitely looked much better as a squad. And this time around, I think my front runner is SKT G2, and I'm a little bit apprehensive about um, you know I would say Fun Plus just a little bit, but. Um, for me, I don't have a front runner. I would say I would be surprised if G2 lost to C2 teams. But even then, I think this is an expectation where whoever comes in, group stage plans, grows the most, which is why I'm a little bit more afraid about like Damwon, a team that actually has so much time now going through play-in stage and group stage. And they have sick-ass players that I, I even said in an earlier interview that I think that like I wouldn't be surprised if they were the champions. In fact, that was like kind of like my, my early, early risky bet would be like that Dom Juan would probably take it. So, and also another thing is, everyone talking about Korea, and I know that's like that's gone in the you know in the past, as if Korea, um, you know, are not even close to being in contention or like trying to talk about the last year. That's just a wild discussion. Uh, SKT, I think, is like probably top two, top three in the discussion of world champions. So that's my only take. Um, Raz, I'm going to ask you one question. Uh, I have uh, some yeah, more follow-ups after that. I'm, I'm going to ask all one right, question, right, right. and then, I mean, we'll have you stick around. But like, I, I'm, I'm not going to drag this on. I just want to ask you: Okay, is okay. G2 the best team in the world? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, I think the only conversation that was legitimate was the fact that um, when they went through MSI, they had to go up against. Invictus Gaming that was half trolling, but even then, and if if IG was somewhat put together, I'd think that level of um, G2 would still win the series uh, if it was in a finals, right? So them beating SKT was already 100%. Them going up against Team Liquid, we already, we already knew that was going to be an easy victory, uh, <laughs> although I definitely didn't uh, vote in the way. You know, Raz. But we ain't going to go back to that. Raz, I'm confused. And they would have beaten... They IG. So they were the best <clears throat> team at that time, and the expectation is now that they're the best team going in the world. Whereas That's the expectation. You're telling me that you have no idea who's going to win Worlds this year, and you're also telling me that we already know who the best team is. 
No, no, you asked no, him who no, he no. thought. No, no. It's like guess guess right, how let's many. Let's move on, Mark. I don't want to talk about this much longer. Guess how many air molecules are in the room. Guess how many air molecules are in the room. You don't know, but if you ask me a number, I'm going to give you a number. Mark, I think you yeah. had a question you wanted to ask Raz. Yeah, Raz, for people what's who that, haven't been that? watching the LPL, can you give like a little bit of a, a small breakdown of the three teams? Because people still think about China as like the crazy region because, you know, when IG won, that's how they looked, even though like recently Uzi-led teams have not been that similar. So like where do the three teams, IG is still crazy, IG is fun plus crazy, Doing be yeah, playing Nautilus mid. Crazy. Yeah, yeah I know, but... Wild. Yeah, just so for people who don't two, know. Yeah. Okay, I'll say the two craziest teams right now, of course, are IG and FPX. Um, top esports were a little bit, but I'm not going to talk about them since they lost. Um, but for FPX as a team, like the craziest thing about them is just how often they tend to lose waves just to rotate, specifically to MB. Like there was even one game in the series where he was just like, as a Kiana, consistently leaving the lane just so he can get Gimgoon or LWX ahead. So that's an expectation where you're always forced to skirmish against FPX. So FPX versus G2 is actually going to be pretty funny because um, FPX as a team has such creative compositions because they try to work Doombie's champions like the old Pantheon, which he won't have an opportunity to play anymore. Rest in peace. Um, hey, man. New Pantheon's hot. Yeah, maybe maybe he picks that one up. And so that's a really fun one is that Doombie just has a big, like a wild champion pool and they always make it work. Um, Invictus Gaming, we all know and love that team, but the big change has just been the fact that they brought in um, new jungler from their academy. Uh, so it's like kind of similar to TSM, except they have better side laners and everything in solo lane. Like they just they just have like incredible talent. The shy and rookie is just the same people that you saw last. The major story throughout the split was that rookie is just playing poorly. Um, since coming back from Korea and obviously the troubles that he had there, you can definitely see that individually he wasn't as strong. Um, and then even during the playoffs and the gauntlet tournament, he only got much better and got into an insane form at the last few games. So that's where IG is like, they're a team where they can potentially evolve at the tournament because they're synergizing yeah. well with a very talented jungler. And the players themselves are getting back to like MSI position. So I would say IG is a team to watch because you can't just expect them to play as poorly as they did during the summer split. All right, and then hit me with RNG. Is it still the same team except they swapped out their top laner? Yeah, so the only one you'd have to know is Long Xing, who's basically put in the same position as Let Me or Zatai, is that he's not getting any of the resources. He was a carry top laner from Sooning and everything. So like he was, at the time, one, like one of the best domestic top laners. Uh, so bringing him on, they were trying to hold on to that um, super team idea and mentality uh he struggled a lot which is why they kept swapping between other tops like amazing j kind of was well actually he replaced amazing j but certainly loves err but as the playoffs came through he's just he actually completely played the role perfectly so i would say rng is in a really good position in worlds with the only issue being my god stop funneling these resources into uzi at all stages of the game like uh Shahu is an insane mid laner and was you know, MVP of the split, like, potential. He was so close to being able to attain that. And they're still putting him in, like, full support duty. So that's a sad one. Awesome. All right. Well, we so got to LPL have any have a really good chance. Uh, I think LPL teams, once again, go to Worlds if they grow. Like, IG can grow and still be world champion. RNG could maybe make the great calls around drafting and priority and there'd be world champion potential. FPX are just really wild and could be world champion potential. So that's why... Going back to Travis's thing, 
I don't know who could grow during the tournament. But if we're talking about expectations coming in, you give respect to G2. Yeah, hey, I would agree they are the favorite for the tournament. What are you talking about? That's what you keep asking people and getting mad when they say G2. No, there's a difference between who's the best and who's the favorite. We don't know who the best is. We just have the an favorite is who you think is the best. Why would anyone but who you think is the best be the favorite? Because we don't right. know who the favorite he, is. He can he can think they're the best, but that wouldn't mean that he would declare them the best until the tournament ends. Yeah. Uh, Travis, All I'm right. with you. All, All right. right. What? what are you with? He's changing his positions. Goalposts here, position maybe the goalposts <laughs> here. I haven't I'm changed my position. There. I think they're the favorite. What? There's a difference between the person who I think to win and who is best in the world. Right. No! Yeah. They're Travis, not the same Travis, thing. Yeah, Travis, yeah, yeah. who's the best team in the world right now? I don't know. I'll tell you after who do you Worlds. Think, who do you think is the best team in the world right now? I think there's a good chance G2 is the best team in the world. So what if you were just like, you know, writing online and just for the sake of brevity, you remove the word think? Uh, and I think. There's a difference. Yeah, there is. I don't Travis, know. I will say this. So, okay, here's. About you sounds like, sounds like you're just couching it. You are oh, a person yeah. that never wants to make definitives in no, any I, stages, in any conversations, oh, Travis. Well, we know you that. Don't like I mean, definitives. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to have a conversation that isn't like where a team just want like you have got as close as you ever have gotten to making a definitive statement. I'll take that as it is. Kelly, right. Kelly, what's think, a what's I, a great movie coming out this year? I think I think the sex was pretty good, at least for me. I don't know how it was for you. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? That's eerily similar to uh, <laughs> Kelby. Kelby, are there? Is there a, a movie that you think is going to come out this year that's like an Oscar contender that you would? Bet? Um, I don't know. I'm just so excited for Top Gun Maverick. I can't. Okay, really okay. Let's put it this way. Let's. Oh, actually, this is terrible because Kelby and is and I are on opposite. But if I said today. I think Top Gun Maverick is going to be the best movie of this year. There's a really big difference between that and saying Top Gun Maverick is the best movie of 2019. No one could say that right now. But people say that literally no. all the time in articles and stuff. Yeah, and we don't respect When they haven't people. watched it? <laughs> no, people watch the movie and then they're like, my God, this was so good. There's no way a better movie comes out. Let's, this is the best Mark, movie. Mark, I'm tired of this topic. You, you Let's changed, move on. Let's well, move well, I'll, I'll, uh, before I leave, I'll say this one thing. <laughs> You change the wording because if someone says this team is the best team in the world, we lost Rez. I, got, <laughs> I, got cut off. I don't know what happened. The China connection, the internet is not. Hey, I appreciate well. Raz coming out and giving Travis his talking points for the next month until the tournament starts up. Really, really nice of Raz to go ahead and do that. The connection, <laughs> the connection died. I don't know what happened. That's unfortunate. Discord these days is. I've got right by the way I received a note from my producer during the break um, uh, I was talking about the Alienware Arena giveaway I've got notes on specifically so Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate it's you get over 100 games per month all Xbox exclusive launch on it including Gears 5 and it works on Xbox and PC and it also includes Xbox Live Gold which is uh, their online service so that's a, you have a chance to win that it's not just for Xbox this is also for PC thank you to my producer for handing that off uh, we are going on to the next caller. Uh, Mark is going to go grab them right now. Uh, continuing with the shout-outs, thank you to uh, Raz. Oh, I said him already. Crouton for 12 months. 
uh, Frailty, Anti-TP, uh, C-Money, Nanuko 111, OMG, you ate my cookies. Oh, Nanuko at one, one year. Uh, Zephyr Glusaman, Darth Zombie, three, uh, or 13 for 13 months, Muzak. And uh, Mark should be back here any second. Snarf051, met you at PAX. Thank you for the cool pick, bro. Yeah, thank you. Will D1 Thrill down $5. Dude Casey for 10 months. Swifty Zavi. Smilsap917 for 19. Calendar Guy Furks. And Mr. Fanatic7. And we've got our next caller here, Bar Bar Jonks. Is that how I pronounce it? Yeah, that works. Where are you from? <laughs> uh, Glendale, Arizona. Glendale, Arizona. I know there's a Glendale out here. I didn't know there was one in Arizona. Uh, I think there's like 10 Glendales. Oh. So it's, it's a common name. Okay. Well, anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about how Cody's son is by far the second best AD carry in North America and the only other NA AD carry that is world's caliber at the moment. Uh-oh. All right. Look, you can't do this to me and Mark, all right? Because you might not know this, but Sneaky got really <laughs> upset with us earlier in the year, uh, a couple like a month ago, because we we were taken out of context He's a great player. We don't think he should be in Academy, but here we are. Um, well, who wants to tackle this one first? So, well, so let's let let's let Barbar explain his point. So, so you've got two things here. One, you think Cody's the second uh, best ADC in North America, but two, you're also inadvertently slamming uh, Sneaky, the third ADC who's going to Worlds by claiming he's not Worlds caliber. Right, and I don't want to, like, I don't think Sneaky is a bad player. I just don't think he stands up or will stand up this year. I know he's had good Worlds performances in the past, but looking at the body of work this season, he just hasn't played to that level, so I just don't see him reaching that again. And I think Cody's son has quietly had such an amazing split. I mean, he's the one piece they changed, and all of a sudden they're going to Worlds, and they weren't even a playoff team. They were 10th. We're the worst yeah. team. Yeah, so I just think that he has played so well. He's like the consistency. Everyone wants to talk about the like 10-minute early, like, oh, they're so hyped, they're so fast, they make all these plays. And they wouldn't be able to do that without a consistent damage threat like Cody's son just always exists at the 20-25 you know, minute mark. Okay, maybe we so start there and then we get fair, to the sneaky thing afterwards. Right, so to be fair, uh, the... As chat pointed out, thank you very much. Uh, they did change their coaching staff pretty significantly, as well as obviously Dignitas buying out the org. Um, so I think on the organization change, I don't know how much credit to give managers and stuff for changing the environment. I don't know. Uh, the coaching staff, though, I felt like did do a lot of really good things. They had a lot simpler of a game plan. They still had their unique picks, but they weren't picking random things. It felt like every single game. Uh, they developed a really clear play style of things to do. And so I think Think Card and um, Artemis deserve a lot of credit uh, as well as Cody's son. That said, I will agree that I think Cody's the second best player in the league as well. I put him on my, my all-pro second team, I think. I might have put Stixay second and then him third. I forget. I can tell you right now because I can pull out the ballots. Let's find out. All right, let's find out. Uh, Mark Zimmerman... You have your second pro, all, your lineup. Oh, no, that's Kobe. Uh, your lineup was, yeah, Cody Sun number two. Boom. I agree. All right. With yourself. Well, I agree with the caller I'm at. And I, I stand by my vote from 
oh, two months ago, whenever it was. Uh, that said, I don't know, Travis, you have anything you want to throw in here before moving on to part two and the world's allegation? Um, well, Stixay got second LCS All-Pro team, but this, of course, was before playoffs. It's regular season award, to be fair. Yeah. And people are trolling. And it does uh, seem like Cody really popped off in the playoffs. He definitely, he had a really good five game. I don't think he died the last five games of the season. Had a pretty insane Right, yeah, no, he, he didn't push. die for a while. Or maybe he died in the very last game, I forget. Yeah, it might have been something like that. But he, he had a pretty insane run during Clutch's, like, run into playoffs. Because they had to play really tough teams, too, during that time, I believe. So, uh, I don't know. I think I'm okay saying Cody's the second best ADC in North America, especially if we're saying second. Yep, no one's saying first for sure. Uh, so, the the world thing. I disagree that Sneaky's not a world caliber marksman. I don't think he's in contention for best in the world. He's not the best in his own region, but he has gone to world consistently and has had good performances and has had bad performances. Um, you know, notably last year, last time he was at Worlds, he smashed Afrika's bot lane really hard um, and helped carry his team into the, the semis. You know, it wasn't Licorice. Licorice did great work in, in the, the group stage, but uh, he got absolutely shit on by Khan. Right, Khan? Yeah, Khan. Yeah. And then it was... Uh, you know, the bot lane that actually carried that series. As well as Jensen. Jensen had a, had a really good game on one of his long games. No, Keen. Or Keen, Keen. God damn it. I knew it was wrong when you said Khan. I was like, that's not right. I didn't say Khan. I said Khan, and then you agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're both idiots. Keen, thank you, Twitch chat. Um, but yeah, that was a. that's why I, 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 I don't feel confident saying Sneaky's not a world caliber uh, bot laner. He also had that same WE series where he set the record, I think for the time of most CPM in a game. Uh, I can't get behind that. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think it's pretty tough to say that Sneaky is not a world's caliber player. I, I just he, think it's really tough after this split. I mean, you look at everything he's done over the course of summer, and I just feel like he's never been this bad, like going into worlds. He's never had this down of uh, Bad's a bad term. He's never had this down of a split. He's never had this many poor performances on stage. I mean, at points, people were talking about, even if it was taken out of context, I mean, other people jumped on the bandwagon that he shouldn't be their starting AD carry anymore. You know, I mean, they made the move to grab Deathly, whether that was a, they grabbed him just to grab him to get him out of that situation, or they thought maybe we need a backup AD carry going forward. Because Sneaky did play terrible for most of the split. I just don't see him ramping up that much to become that strong of a force for them again. And I think he's going to be their biggest liability going forward. How did this guy get second team All-Pro if he was that bad? And excuse my ignorance, I didn't watch it. No, no, Stixay Stix got second team All-Pro. Okay, my bad. My Cody, bad. Cody got third. So, yeah, Cody right? got third. Yes. Uh, Sneaky had a pretty off split. To the extent that we talked about it on the show and it became a thing. But. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I have no problem criticizing for the time frame of the window that we're talking about. You know, if we're talking about his regular season performance was, was not great. His playoffs was okay. 
Um, I don't think his finals was great, but his match versus CLG was pretty good. Um, and even at Worlds, you know, you can be a Worlds caliber player and still have good and bad games because you're playing against other world-class teams, right? And so that's kind of how Sneaky's world runs have often been, where sometimes it's really good, sometimes he's getting slammed, uh, sometimes it's draft-dependent. I feel like until I see him do bad at Worlds, when it, like the pressure's really, really on, I have a hard time discrediting his postseason and Worlds play from some mediocre regular season games. Um because who knows? I mean, like as much as you don't want to admit this, players' motivations come and go. They slump in the regular season. He's a super old player. He's played forever. Um, he should be in academy, know. is what you're saying, Mark. I think that's what you just said. I'm saying the performance he put on to the stage in the regular season was one of his lowest of his own career. I've always said that, but. That does not mean that he is suddenly bad or he can't become good and at Worlds he's going to choke. I don't believe that. I don't worry about Cloud9 and I don't worry about Sneaky at Worlds. I think they've just proven themselves too many times and I I believe in them. And it's like they've earned the benefit of the doubt for me uh, based off of their numerous Worlds appearances and their performances there and Sneaky as well. So I I feel like they'll go do the boot camp. They're going over before any of the other NA teams. It's kind of weird, actually. TL is taking a long time. Um, But... They're going over before any of the NA teams, um, other NA teams, and they're boot camping. And I just, I, I think that he'll get into world's form just fine. He might even get into Uzi form. I don't know. We'll, we're going to find out. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would agree with Travis. I think that regardless of the splits, like Sneaky's pedigree speaks so much at this point that uh, until you know, especially with C9's history at Worlds, until he has a bad one, like I'm. I'm going to say he's a world's caliber player for sure. TR but hey, Mar- if you're Marilla. right and he goes out and, and shits the bed, Barbar, you are the first guy calling it out here. TR Marola <laughs> says, please, Travis, stop talking shit about Sneaky just because you are double lift uncle. Sneaky at Worlds outperforms double lift every year. I'm not, I'm not talking you're, you're shit. You're so easily baited. Nothing, nothing was wrong in that statement. You are double lift uncle. <laughs> Sneaky has always gotten further than double if basically. I wasn't shit talking Sneaky. Why do you have a problem with that? Can't I be it like was... an older brother to him? Why do I have to be his uncle? I don't like that age difference and that implication. Hey, uh Barbar Jonks, any any follow ups here? Anything you want to say as, as we say goodbye? Uh no, just thank you guys for letting me call in. Have a great night. Yeah, thanks. Have a good one. Alright, moving on to the next caller. We'll take a break after the next one, but Mark's going to go grab our next friend. <clears throat> going through all the Kelby subs. Merchant of Soul for six months. Alpha Fox for six. Milk Steak two. Short Bus Driver. Seb Park. And then Seb Park gifted five subs. Ichiru for 24 months. Two years. Scar94 LOL for 16. Frodo Zoto. The Warwick Labudamike who was on earlier. Thank you. Donut562. Whistle Britches. And it uh, looks like we got our next caller. Juffy is here. Juffy, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Richland, Washington. Rich, Richland? Richland? Yes. Richland. Richland, Rich, Washington. Richland, Washington. Were you at PAX? Uh, no. Washington, Richland, Washington is on the eastern side of Washington, so it's nowhere near Seattle. Okay. It's basically Texas, but in Washington. 
Yeah, oh. we we consider him a part of Idaho, really. Really? Oh yeah, Kelby's from uh, yeah, Washington. a little. I'm from actually, Western Washington. Yeah, actually, most of the potatoes, or a, a plurality of the potatoes in the world, are grown in Eastern Washington, or at least for French fries. So, if you eat French fries, you can go ahead and thank me. Wow, I like how you knew to differentiate majority from plurality. Well, you know, Jeffy, what do you want to talk about tonight? I wanted to say that TSM getting rid of Bjergsen would be the worst possible decision for TSM to make if they intend on winning anything in the next few years. I think it's so, cute that you think it's their decision. Yeah, I was oh. going to say, but continue. <laughs> well, yeah. So first of all, if it's pro- probably isn't up to them. I agree with that. But um, this harkens back to the kicking double left off of TSM thing. Which at the time, I I don't have any logs to back this up, but just please believe me, uh, I thought was a terrible idea. Not necessarily because I didn't think that Sven and Mithy would have been an upgrade over the lane of Doublelift and Biofrost, which I did, even though that didn't end up being true. But because by getting rid of Doublelift, you gave... Oh god, this is Kelby. Kelby Kelby says this every five minutes. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He, I, he answers the phone. Right, 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 you I, get, like it, I like it. Keep he answers the phone give. by saying, "Hey, hello. This is Kelby's phone." By getting rid of Doublelift, not only did they lose him, <laughs> but they also gave him to their competitor. That's right. Like his... You you give, and it's the same thing with with Bjergsen, right? I think most people would agree that the most likely team, if Bjergsen left TSM, would be like a hundred thieves. And if you give Bjergsen to a hundred thieves, I don't see how any team is going to win in the next few years when. Team Liquid still has their full roster, I think, at least till next year. C9's contract is up. Oh, six minutes. Well, you know, Broxa coming over to TL. Easy. Um, TL, basically the same. C9, basically the same. And if a team like 100 Thieves picked up someone like Bjergsen, no other NA team is possibly going to get to Worlds, I don't think. So, like, if TSM wants to continue succeeding, they have to keep on to Bjergsen. Yeah, so another way of phrasing it is like even if it's not up to them, they need to pay out the ass to make sure that he he leave. Right. I mean get get rid of everyone else. Everyone else besides like Smoothie on TSM sucks, including the coaches. But like Bjergsen, they have to have him if they want to continue winning, which they probably that was do. a fast burn of every single other person. <laughs> a cyber maybe smoothie. Well, <laughs> Listen, TSM are the people who decided to get rid of two junglers and put a rookie on stage in their gauntlet stage just for reasons that they. And yet you're afraid of 100T. Well, you know what? 100T. Well, okay. That's fair. What did they do again with this player that we were just saying was the second best? (laughs) That's fair. TS or 100 Thieves has made some cloth mistakes, but the thing about 100 Thieves is. They actually are like putting money into infrastructure and have put money into player salaries that I don't think TSM is in the position to match. And so on that basis, I would think that 100 Thieves are in a much better position to in, in going into this next season than TSM are. Despite the fact that obviously TSM has a better roster currently than 100 Thieves. Jeffy, can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. If you are Bjergsen, what do you want to do? Oh, I go to 100 Thieves 100%. Give me that. Give me the cloud. Well, just out of curiosity, why? I'm not saying yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Um, So it's a combination of, I think, from the outside looking in, 100 Thieves has more money, period. They they have more sponsorship deals, and they, they have more you know, internet clout in general. I, so 
this is assuming that the the um, the equity rumor isn't true. Like, if it is true, then you probably have way too much tied up in the TSM to ever leave it. But if it's not true, I think you make a lot more money on 100 Thieves. I think their new facility looks even better than, like, TL's facility. And I think TL's, like, training facility was a significant improvement over gaming houses. So, like, a significant improvement over that has to be a good idea. Um, you have a team with Someday and Bang, and if they can shore up the jungle and maybe the support, I, I, I please don't family after move, maybe the support position, I think they're a really strong team that could even rival Team Liquid's dominance. So, Juffy, why are you considering just NA as a region? Um, yeah, mostly because I don't think that Europe would be willing to pay as much <laughs> money for Bjergsen as, um, well, okay, first of all, it's that Be Europe probably wouldn't be willing to pay as much money for Bjergsen as NA is because the import thing is such a big deal here. But then also, I don't think that if Bjergsen goes to a European team, he can as easily guarantee that he's going to Worlds next year. Like if he, if he goes to like, let's say he goes to Origin. I don't know if Origin with Bjergsen is in a position to like guarantee they're going to Worlds next year. Gotcha. And then KR, LPA, or uh, KR and LPL are not <laughs> considerations not... for you? No, they're not going to pick up a white guy. Come on. So I think that there was a window for Bjerg to go to LPL or KR. I don't know if it still exists. Uh, it's, I, I think that he's probably one of the players that maybe has an allure to those regions. Um, but I understand, I, and I understand and to a certain extent agree with your framing around making a consideration in North America. So if you're him, do you think then your primary, your, your primary motivation is how much can I earn while still having the best shot at going to Worlds? Because... Essentially, I, I think if you're not going to EU, LPL, or KR, you're probably not trying to win Worlds anymore. Um, ye yeah, I mean, really the only team that you could possibly argue even has a shot at winning Worlds this year is TL. And I think they're a pretty clear, probably 8th or ninth or maybe even 10th team on that spectrum. And I don't think, for instance, that Team Liquid are going to be picking up Bjergsen next next year if if they do because i already have jensen so like if you're in bjergsen's position and you look at the the market around you i don't think there's a reasonable shot at you winning worlds so i would rather pick the best team i can with the most money that i can get i think that's definitely something that i've been saying this a lot about bjergsen to x team theories is just I don't see any of them legitimately being that great in terms of a skill opportunity. 100 Thieves with the idea of a bang and an afro and, uh, you know, amazing or whoever else they get in the jungle with Someday. Like, it sounds good, but um, as great as Someday is as a player, they've never been able to, like, it feels like he always struggles to integrate with the team. And I could totally see a world where that team, like, playstyle-wise, doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> You know, if there's some credence to the ideas that Bjergsen struggles to get on the same page with his junglers or negatively impacts them, or whether it's just that he doesn't roam enough, whatever it is, I could see that team being like a lane-focused team. Who knows? Either way, 
What if uh, Smithy goes to Hunter T? I feel a lot more confident um, if that did happen. I just don't I feel like there's with... actually. I just had this realization. If Smithy's contract is up, and if you're Hunter T, he seems like a good. I think he he's an attractive candidate to make an offer for. And I think yeah. if you're Steve, you don't need X Smithy. You don't feel you need X Smithy as much as maybe Hunter T does. I think, I think you do. I because it's the same point Kelby makes about like letting your talent go into the ecosystem. Like unless you're getting a surefire like upgrade the way Jensen is or Pobelter, as good as Jensen is, no one would ever say Pobelter is as good. Like I don't see you making that move. Yeah, um, I actually. But, was thinking about having this be my topic, incidentally, <laughs> that TL should not get rid of X Smithy unless they get like a superstar jungler. Like if they get someone like a Broxa, I think getting rid of X Smithy is justifiable. But X Smithy is so good, especially in North America, that I don't see that being a prudent decision unless you can get someone who's a massive upgrade over him. Right, and because I mean, Smithy is the second most titles in in NA. You know, he's really good. And if he goes out and like lays the turret at Worlds, maybe you turn a little bit more of a critical eye towards him. Um, but other than that, I think I think he's really really good, and I think TL probably recognizes his importance to that team. Can I, can I ask another question for the group on topic? Yeah, go for it, dude. I'm just filling time till ten o'clock, anyway. <laughs> if you, so if if your TSM make the pitch pretending I'm Bjergsen to keep him. Wait, you uh, do that again? Up the company. If you're if you're TSM, what is the pitch to keep Bjergsen? How do you I'm win not. him and keep him from leaving? I mean literally, I think you need to give him like a, a significant chunk of the company so that he has an incentive to continue and build the brand. And you also probably need to give him like a roadmap for how TSM is A, going to make worlds again, and B, how the brand is going to continue because they're being outstripped by C9 and TL and 100 Thieves and maybe even Dignitas at this point in terms of brand equity in the scene. I have a fun thing. I don't think that they would ever do this, but what if 100T says, fine, we'll give you some of our company? Right, so they can always do that. I think what I would do, I would first, I mean, I'm not Reggie, so I don't know how the personal relationship is, but of course you got to make an emotional, personal appeal uh, you know, neither of them are going to be happy about how the, the year ended. So you guys can probably get in a room and vent to each other about how much shit sucked and how much you're going to fix it or whatever. Make him a fat deal, but understand that he's going to want to test the free agency waters. So you tell him no matter, you give him the fat deal that like the best deal you, the quote unquote best deal you, you're going to make for him better than what you think anyone else is going to do. Then let him test the free agency mar market because he's going to want to do that anyways. Hopefully you've already made the best offer, but uh, set it up, you know, in conversation that if there is a better one, give him the opportunity to match or exceed it. Um, and maybe he goes and uses that to highball you because he knows what your offer is already. Um, I'm admittedly not the greatest negotiator of all time, but that's my general approach. Uh, but I got to admit, you don't have a great, like, I don't know what Reggie's like, dude, we have the best history, you know, we have this, we have that, the way that he, he probably could have used this yeah, argument to the past it's a little five, bit four like or five years. It's a little bit like the Knicks in the NBA where they're like, yeah, but our, our – or no, not more like the Lakers. Our history, oh, look at our history. But like the last right. few years have just no, been awful. I think, I think for TSM, this is the worst possible time in their history for Bjergsen to become a free agent. Like there's never been a worse time for them, right? Like they're coming off of two years in a row, row not making worlds. 
there are a bunch of different teams out there that are have more money that or at least have been spending more money. I don't know what TSM's going to do next year, but have been spending more money and have competitive brands. And if you look at the TSM subreddit right now, the the one of the things I saw frequently in the post-match thread was I want Bjergsen to leave to a different team so I can root for a different team. Like this is I I think this should be the biggest story outside of Worlds over the next couple of months until we hear what's happening because I think there's like a five alarm fire going on over at TSM or they should be feeling it unless again there's some equity deal that we don't know about but I I think this is like I think it's crazy town the only thing that they have in their advantage is like well, there are other options out there. Like we've already discussed how maybe there's not as many in Europe and uh, like Cloud9 and TL who would who are the most attractive, you know, candidates from a world's perspective other than uh, TSM are probably already full up. Like I don't think Cloud9 is going to pick up Ericsson. I don't think TL is going to either. So that's the only thing they've got going for them. But other than that, I think it's it should be pretty spooky for them unless they've already figured something else out. The only question I have is if they haven't figured it out what, or if they have figured it out, why isn't the deal signed already? I think it's interesting that all of your guys' proposals seem to be focused around the compensation offer when it seems like the opinion seems to be that that's the toughest area for TSM to compete in, is that we know or feel strongly that 100T will make a, better, make a better monetary offer. If I were TSM, what I would do would be to focus on the areas in which we are competitive and I have a legacy previously of success. I would be most focused on the fact that going to 100T, they have not done well competitively. In fact, they started with a strong roster and intentionally moved away from it Reggie has a legacy when engaged of building and being very influential into team's competitive success. I would personally be focused on assuming that I can't match the compensation position or hopefully I can get close. It would be what are the plans specifically to make this team really, really strong competitively again. Okay, well, so I don't know. Is, is Cody Sun available? Uh, Travis, you know, do you have the contract database open? Let me find it. I don't I don't think he's available, but we can look. Oh, really? He's not? I, mean, I could be time. wrong. Actually, no, you know what? Uh, fucking Fion tweeted earlier today a big list of people who are free agents. Which we Yeah, I saw that shit. Like, I mean, I would definitely say you could probably get Cody. Cody, as much as, unless Clutch and Dignitas really have that whole, like, they've been talking a lot about family. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy. He doesn't I'd have Cody on his list, so I guess I can try to find the contract database, which is intentionally yeah. difficult to find because, right? No, so it's, it's not. Where is it? It's not. How long is it going to take you to find it? <clears throat> yeah, if I could jump in, I think that's the big problem with TSM, though. Is like, what free agents do you pick up? Like, I don't think that TSM Dardock is going to be what convinces. Bjergsen that this is like a world caliber team right and and Sven if they keep him around dear god and but who do they replace I found him? it yeah Sorry, continue I was just interrupting to let Travis know it took like, like smoothie, smoothie is fine 
But then they have three junglers, apparently. Two of them they don't want to play. One of them certainly isn't isn't ready. Zero of them you want to play. Yeah, like and and then you have a top lane who maybe he bounces back or maybe he's a, a one split wonder like we've seen a number of different players be. Like I it just feels like you're you're right that TSM really isn't the team that historically has like been the compensation, like we're gonna pay our players a bunch of money and that's how we're gonna keep them around. But at the same time, what they what are the, what else do they have to offer? Offer it doesn't seem like much. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is... and that's go ahead, go ahead Kelby. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I think that I think that your guys' analysis is right. Is that they are gonna have a difficult time going one to one, or and I again hold this all with the caveat. I don't know their books. I could be wrong, but it certainly seems based on current salaries and investment, a hundred T has money to. Sp- blow they have all the brand momentum not just in league but you know outside of this space competing with them in an offer in that area is difficult you have the secret weapon you have reggie who is probably the most influential owner and gm to competitive success in the history of league of legends if you can get that guy leverage again as mark said the relationship with him and pull some magic for offseason as far as like building a roster that will have competitive success again. I feel like, man, that that's that's got to be the area in which I think that you can actually compete with and beat a hundred T. You don't think giving? I mean, I don't think hundred T will give equity, but I think TSM might. And so that's where I think that's more of the secret weapon, right? It's like, hey, you've been part of this company for so long, as part of a you know, as part of this new thing, we want to commit with you through. The next three years with the expectation that you'll be a lifelong TSM, a franchise player. And as part of that, we're going to give you a percentage of this company. Yeah, I just wasn't even really considering equity as a part of the equation because it's like such a big deal. Yeah, it's so it's so big. It's so complicated, nuanced. And there's like so many things you have to understand about that. That's just like it's a larger conversation about what are the terms of it? What is, is it even really legal? Worth? Just write yeah, approval of a contract like that. Just, there's just like so many things that go into that. Um, if, if TSM I, does give him equity, that would be probably one of the most expensive contracts ever, depending on how much they give. Like depending on the valuation. Well, and... there's like I said, there's so many terms around it as well. Like in terms like what what Bjergsen's abilities to exercise options are in the, in that equity structure and all of those different things. So, I mean. It can change. It's like a point. Points are not just points. There, there's a lot of things that go with them that need to be considered. Sure, I just mean from TSM's perspective versus, regardless of how much they give, versus how much they could get from like a Series B funding or whatever, is probably going to be pretty pricey. Meaty toes. God, what? do I have to keep? I'm I'm playing like G online GM looking at this list. Oh no. Okay, here. Let me just yeah. name off the NA ones that that Fion tweeted. Afro, Huni. Lyra, Poe, Stixay, Medios, Xmithy, Bjergsen. He doesn't have any other NA players on the. the I mean, list. I feel like there's a good competitive roster in there. Well, so here's the the problem too is TSM has clung to this idea, and it's hard to call it the wrong idea. They don't want mixed language roster. Um, they've never had a Korean import aside for Lustboy, I believe, who is pretty fluent. Yeah, but the only one there that do, that does that struggles with English is Lyra. 
No, I mean outside of the NA list. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. When Kelby was like, make your pitch, you know, like, fuck, I go for Clid. He's so good. But then at the same time, TSM has never wanted, especially in the jungle position, a non-English speaker, I reckon. So Nithy is available. <laughs> Wait. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it depends, you know, because Ruler's also a fucking amazing AD carry. Clid, I would love to get. That means you have to find a domestic top laner. Um, but then, like you said, there's none on your list. So you're looking for, like, trades from Academy, potentially, or something. Um, if 100 Thieves end up using Someday, maybe you can snag Fake God in a deal. That's, you know, not the sexiest name, but they've won four, uh, and he seems like a potential up-and-coming talent. So, you know, I don't know. You know what? If Soli go, they get Soli go, he goes mid, Bjergsen goes AD, I feel like that's a winning roster. All right. Hey, it was great yeah. having you on the show. Is there anything <laughs> that you would like to say as we move on to the next caller, Duffy? Uh, yeah, G2's the best team in the world. <laughs> Right, Mark, I love this meme, dude. This is a Mark great is meme. Grabbing our next caller. The more people are going to think that I don't like G two or that I dislike G two, and I just everyone needs to know I like G two. I think it's great if they win worlds. I uh, Brunar for two months, Rissel Britches, Dorking for nineteen. OPTSM fan gifted a sub to Empire. Empire? I don't know how to... I've I have to pee Empire. really bad. I'll be right back. Harry 8 with the Prime. A Biha 1225 for nine months. Oh, we. I should... Uh, what I should actually do right now is the break. We're going to do the break while Mark is in the bathroom. All right, we're going to talk about our second sponsor for the show. Hey, Skips, I know you're here. Just hang in. Uh, we're going to talk right. about our second sponsor for the show, Movement. You might have seen me sporting their sunglasses throughout the evening. So it would be fun to... Throw these on for this evening. Normally, I wear uh, some of their other products, um, but also in addition to that, I've you might have seen me wearing one of their watches. Actually, last week, uh, Steve, or maybe it was the week before, Steve from Team Liquid was on the show. He saw uh, my ad for Movement, and he went and bought this one, which is funny because it's the same one I have. And Mark recently requested it, so it's a big popular one. Uh, MVMT.com/travis. You go there, you save fifteen percent. It's a, uh, let me type it in, mvmt.com slash Travis. You save 15%. It's a LA-based company, so super happy to partner with a Los Angeles-based company. They do free shipping on all their orders. They've got Everscroll blue light glasses. They make amazing uh, watches. Uh, they've got sunglasses uh, as well. And then um, even some jewelry uh, up on their site too. They've got men's and women's options. Uh, so you can go check out their stuff. They've uh, recently for men, they started doing bracelets and rings. So hopefully I hope are hoping to get my hands on some of that stuff soon too. Uh, but yeah, really uh, fantastic. So MVMT.com slash Travis, check it out. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, go there. If you're on the YouTube VOD, just click, click in the description below. That stuff really helps me out uh, because they've, they've signed on board with us as our sponsor. Uh, they, they sponsor all sorts of stuff that I do. I'm hoping uh, because I really like the company to have an extension on that relationship. So I'm hoping that you guys will extend some love. Go check out their stuff on the site. Even if, even if look, if you're not in the market, if you don't, if it's not for you, that's fine. Just do me a favor and click the link and just check it out because even that helps it. So, thanks so much to Movement for checking out or for sponsoring our content, and thank you to all of you for checking out their website and seeing what their products are. So we do have our next caller here, Skips Thirty Five. Skips, where are you calling from? East Lansing, Michigan. East Lansing, Michigan. Have you been on the show before? 
Yeah, before spring finals. Yeah, I remember because East Lansing is definitely. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my topic is Clutch will bomb out of plans this year. Clutch will bomb out of plans. The newly qualified team. The first time a North American team will not make it out of plans, in your opinion. Is your prediction. Skips, uh, why do you think that? Uh, well, there's a good chance they'll make it to the best of five stage, in my opinion, because they just, they're a good best of one team. And the emerging regions look a lot better recently, namely Unicorns of Love. And if they get, like, placed against one of them, like Unicorns of Love or Royal Youth, then there's a very good chance that they'll lose the best of five and then get out of plans. Well, that's depressing. I don't want to think about that. I love Tanner time, but it's hard to say. Well, so I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong here, the group stage is just the teams from pool two and pool three and all the pool one teams sit as the final boss. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I don't think they have to do groups. Oh, they don't have to do groups this year? Uh, they didn't last year. I don't know. I never watch plans. I just assume we're going to make it out. <laughs> Let me double check. That's, that's what it was usually when Mark is casting, and then they bring him in like, the C team. And... Is that what we are? I felt like we're the, the scout team, you know? Like, they're just looking for anybody. Yeah. Anyone with a pulse. Uh, let me double check, but I'm pretty sure it was that way last uh, event. Huh. Yeah, they didn't. They uh, oh, they did play groups. Yeah, C9 was in groups with like DFM. Yeah, See, yeah Mark doesn't right watch here. plans either. Plans. I is... worked that event, dude. I don't even remember that shit. Yeah, exactly. I feel no guilt. <laughs> um. So I agree with some of your take about how. Clutch should be a good best of one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think that that's when they haven't seen anyone either. And so it just feels like the most volatile time. And True. the thing that I actually like about Clutch, as much as I think that they are somewhat uh, eager to take fights and just kind of force them, is that for a lot of these teams who haven't scrimmed them or played against them, I'm sure they're, they're going to watch some of the bots and like the 10 minute Rift Herald that Clutch has, even mm-hmm. when you know it's coming. You have to stop it, um, and you have to actually do that well. And I think a lot of teams will actually struggle against that um, as playing caliber teams. Uh, you know, a lot of the times they are weaker laners than, you know, Clutch is probably used to playing domestically, so they'll have easier times getting into their setups for these kinds of Rift Herald lane swaps that they tend to do. Um, so I'm of the opinion that I think Clutch will actually do pretty well going through here. Um, unless one of these teams is actually really impressive. There's still a lot of teams to be decided. Uh, the Vietnam, Southeast Asian, CIS, and J- Japanese teams haven't been decided yet, so it's a little hard to say, and I haven't done any, any scouting yet. Um, so I don't know. But at least in theory, I like the fact that Clutch has a really stable set of plays that they go for all the time uh, that even North American teams have kind of struggled against, which gives me some confidence for uh, these teams. Yeah, in my opinion, like, I don't know, Clutch seems to be getting stronger as time goes on. And I think that they will get stronger as they go off to Europe. 
And I think that the clutch that we'll see in plans will be even stronger than the one that beat TSM. So I don't worry about them as much. I know it's like a, I think this is like the trendy thing these days, you know, some people are buying mid-century modern for their home. Some people are saying clutch isn't going to make it out of plans, but I, some people don't think G2 is the best team in the world. Some people aren't willing to (laughs) hard commit to that three weeks before fucking world championships. Yes, that's true. So anyway, my point is that I think that they're going to get to a point where, uh, you know, clutch clutch will be able to get through plans. I'm not too worried about them, but maybe I mean this is the first time we, and whatever we don't have Cloud Nine and they're like the the gauntlet and plan champions, so we're gonna find out. I'm not comfortable with it, so no one's allowed to. <laughs> that's uh, that's our own chat. Um, I I'm, I'm I think clutch will get through, but I do feel less secure than I've ever felt having it not be C9. Um, and that's a relatively unproven team. Three guys who have never been to Worlds before. It does scare me. By the way, a lot of people in the chat are saying I'm molding. My hairline is exactly where it's been since I was like 12. <laughs> Travis, you take like these meme things that people say and you take them seriously. Molding is just the, like the insult of it's like if someone called you a boomer and you'll be like, how could I be a boomer? I was born so far after the baby boom. It's not possible. It's just what it's just. I think the boomer insult would be more accurate than the molding thing, you know? It's just it's just the generic insult. I just, you know, I really care. There's Kobe. I really care about my hairline because, you know, I I really care about my hair. I think that they're going to make it through plans. I'm not worried. But uh, I do agree that this is perhaps, like, the least confidence I've had in a team getting through plans uh, ever since normally like cloud nine is in there and you're just like, okay, that's going to be fine. And I do think that they're going to be, the plans will be more competitive. So maybe I actually will watch them this year. Mark, are you too busy enjoying Twitch chat, making fun of it? Yeah, I'm loving Twitch chat. So popping right now. Uh, yeah, I've already said my piece on it. I think, I think they're fine. I think they'll get through without having done any research yet and know the groups. Yeah. Hey, uh, Skips, thanks so much for your call. Yep, no problem. Have a good one. By the way, this is one of those things where if you're right, you get to call in later on and you get to say you predicted it. So congrats. Also, anything you want to say as we move, uh, we say goodbye? Uh, Of course. Has chat heard of any crime? Of what? You haven't heard of it, Travis? You broke, the call broke up. I didn't hear what you said. I heard him. Oh, I heard him. Oh, Twitch Prime. Has chat heard of Twitch Prime? Yes, I did hear of that. I have heard of that. Um, and I hope that Twitch Prime has as well. Thank you, Skips. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think my graphics driver just updated on my computer. Some stuff is going on. I don't really understand. Um, boop, 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 boop. Kelby, can you hear me? Okay. Weird. Uh, yeah, my graph. I think my graphics driver just randomly updated in the middle of the show, uh, and everything went wonky. Either way, Con is here. Con, where are you calling from? Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Your your audio is a little rough tonight in comparison to where it's been in the past. I think when you've called in. It's okay. I forgive you. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, apparently 
chat can't hear. Interesting. No, no, I think it's on my end. I think it was whenever my audio driver's updated or my graphics driver's updated. Chat, say booming boomer molding or molding boomer, <laughs> some combination. And uh, can you talk again, Mark? No, they can hear. They're okay. they're all spamming molding boomer. <laughs> Con, can you talk again? Okay, I'm talking again. Let's see if they can hear you. Um. Go ahead and, and uh, go ahead and make your point. So I think with TSM losing, there's a, a uh, at least three different things that helps the LCS out from this offseason and moving forward. I think the first, we've seen it a lot tonight, is the story of Bjerg and as a free agent where he's going to go. I think that story and that is gonna, that's going to drive the narrative of the offseason. Um, I don't know if it's going to be something that comes out here soon, quickly or not, but whether it's 100T, stays with TSM, goes back to Europe, maybe there's another NA team out there that picks him up, who knows. Uh, I think that having that type of storyline will only drive interest in the league, you know, uh, with offseason coming up. I also think that having Clutch... Um, and seeing their rise and kind of the emphasis they put in their coaching staff and kind of their own play style that they've committed to for weeks now. I know we all joke, like, guys, they're going to go to Rift Herald at 10 minutes, but that's been one of the things NA's been lacking as a team that just has an identity and they're going to do it no matter what. And I think the final point, too, is I think like this is the second year in a row we've seen a top team make a questionable decision with subbing a starting player that didn't appear to be a problem that's basically flamed out. Last year, 100T had the benefit of getting the points to get to Worlds, but I think it's pretty, you know, seeing the TSM thing happen, like, hopefully this will teach orgs that uh, making these type of changes right at the end of the season is just a very bad, not good idea. So wait, do you have a single take? Is this, the best, this is the best thing that could happen for the LCS. Ah, he was saying okay. this was great, and here's why. Okay, sorry. Uh, we, I mean, I think I mixed it as we were having the technical issues. Ah, okay. Uh, so I... it's just there's a lot to talk about, is what it sounds like. You're saying there's a lot of storylines and there's a lot of drama, and that's well, uh, and there's some takeaways issues. ideally for teams about messing things up and having identities, even if it's telegraphed and obvious. Like, hey, we contest your blue every game. We do dragon every time on red side, your blues up, you know, like stuff like that. Um, I mostly agree with everything you said. I will say that TSM making worlds and then losing would have been hilarious and awesome and would have given us tons to talk about. We still have a lot, um, but just, you know, that story of, after all that that roster swap and clutch looking so good that I think everyone would be disappointed to send TSM. So everyone would be flaming TSM before the event and then they would do bad and then everyone continue to flame. We do miss out on that, but everything else I, I pretty much agree with. Uh, the the benching thing is a really weird one. I don't I don't know what happened. I feel like maybe I'm crazy, but if Travis and, and Kelby feel the same way, I feel like benchings used to have some nuance to them. Like when we bench Piglet for two weeks to like, 
you know, try and check it uh, and get the team on the same page. And then we brought him back in and did decently well with him. You know, like nowadays it feels just like internal secret explosion happens that we're not going to hear about. And this guy's like literally dead to the team. Yeah. Bjergsen unfollowed Acadian on Instagram. I found this out because someone tweeted at me. Yeah. But like Holy even – even uh, you know, like the turtle swap that happened and um, – trying to think of some other examples of like temporary benchings or even ones that were just handled better like uh, Lust Boy for Glebe maybe or some of these other like – I feel like in the past it, we didn't have these like huge blow-up benchings that happened. Maybe the C9 one was kind of like that. With the C9 Medios one was intense, but that was last year as well. I'm trying to think of no, one no, no. no. I was, I was that one. That one worked. I meant the the, the high and Medios one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, where high came back and started jungling or something because Medios and Jensen hated each other or something. But then they that still went okay, I believe. Yeah, I know you guys had to mention local. I know the whole story. I just mean, like chat for anybody not watching live. I'm just saying, like, it, it went well. Like, it was relatively smooth in a sense where you had a good backup plan that actually worked out better compared to some of these benchings where it's like, well, we hate this guy and we're not going to make it work, so here's a shit alternative, but we're going to do it anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kelby, do you feel like that? Like, I don't know. Is that crazy? That I just feel like teams just... I don't know what is up with just the blow-up benchings. Well... Syllogy used to have some pretty ape shit uh, roster moves back in the day, so I feel like it's it's hard for me to criticize. That's uh, true. We we were we were free thinkers, is what I will say. We were we were willing to try lots of stuff. Yeah, at one point in time, you I, benched your entire roster. Stop. For, oh yeah, well that was dope. That was hilarious. For chaos uh, to come in. <laughs> so I said the team early to boot camp because we had no incentive to stay in NA. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, we didn't do well. I think the the idea behind it was good. Execution was poor. Um, but but staying on topic, uh, I I it's hard for me to say, Mark, without obviously like being a part of these organizations. I like to think that over time they've probably gotten more sophisticated and learned. Um, but but getting back to like the the caller's original point. I so the argument is essentially that this is the best thing that could have happened for the future of NALCS. And in the short term, like the immediate short term, I'm inclined to agree. Long term, I wonder about the deteriorating position of TSM, historically the strongest brand in NALCS. And uh, if their weakened position is good for the strength of the league long term, because I don't perceive uh, league or LCS to be growing, where like it's it's more stagnant, and uh, as a result, retention of your fans and their engagement is really really important. If the league is like rapidly expanding and continuing to grow. Uh, a legacy org losing its position, I'm not as worried about because you have a C9 situation, right? Where you have the new team come up and they can blow up and and kind of give, uh, you know, these new faces somebody to identify and attach with. But 
if the league is not like necessarily in a growth phase, I don't know that like TSM doing well and those fans becoming less engaged because the team that they liked for so long and Bjergsen potentially leaving uh, is good for for the team staying around. Like, yeah, I think the question is, is, okay, TSM fa- loses fans. Do the fans yeah. leave league or do they leave TSM and go to a different team? Yeah. I think um, that's an interesting way to put it. You know, do they just churn out of the scene? I wouldn't be surprised if some do. Um, even if Bjerg stays, if you, even if it's just like a continued deterioration of the TSM Bjergsen legacy, maybe they just don't feel like they're following the best mid laner in the West anymore, or at least in NA, and they just keep, you know, slowly fading out or moving on. Um, because, you know, as much as cool as it is to send a new team, if they don't stick, what was the point of, you know, kind of ruining the TSM? Not like anyone's doing this. I just mean, right. What yeah, we're yeah. thinking, you know, what did we gain from the deterioration of the TSM legacy? Well, There's especially because, no- and this is, I actually kind of wish that the, the league and I don't know, the world's group or whatever would let clutch rebrand right now. Cause we're literally sending a dead team to worlds. Right, a dead yeah. brand at least. Yeah, but that's that's like the short term question. I, I I'm thinking more long term, right? Like, imagine SKT when they started crumbling, just never recovered, and Faker stayed on SKT, and they got worse. And you watch the best player of all time lose, uh, and like just the SKT organization just faded into mediocrity, uh, and it wasn't like something insane happened like team liquid coming up with double lift is cool but it's still just double lift team liquid already had some fans they were already relatively popular it wasn't like a new face even though it is a new dynasty it's not really a new face um you know it doesn't feel right now in the short term like anything substantial has replaced tsm's legacy i don't know if that's just how i feel though i mean all of the stuff that Con mention has been definitely good for Hotline League, but you're right. I don't know if it's good for uh, long-term LCS health long-term. of a league. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I also, I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I also think for the fact that TSM missing two worlds in a row, I it's, it could be all that could also be good for the organization to kind of maybe wake themselves up and realize they've been doing things the wrong way, and may force a whole just turnover makeover that puts them back in a position where. You know, maybe they're just being trusted by fans more. Maybe they they come back next year or two years from now just better than they were in the past. I, I mean, so I one I don't okay. What I don't want is for TSM to like wither and die. Uh, I think that that would not be good. Also, I don't know why I would want that in general. But like, I don't think that a world where that brand falls down to like. FlyQuest levels would be well. These good, become CLG. <laughs> oh God! Would That's be t- a good situation. Uh, but I, I also feel like so there was some point in time where like the majority of LCS fans were TSM fans, and I don't think that's healthy either because it yeah. is really bad whenever you end up in a situation where like okay, well, what TSM had like what, what the situation we're in right now. TSM isn't going. In fact, imagine actually. The worst scenario than the one we're in is Doublelift stays at TSM and then they don't go to Worlds for two years 
And well, that's impossible, but sure, whatever. Well, the worst case scenario is that what happened in 2016 and 2017 happens in 2018, 2019. That we. We have the most dominant team. They continue to win as TSM, and then they go to Worlds, and they can't. And, and MSI, I, can't. I don't know. I think it's, it's that worse would be if, the darkest. I think it's worse if because when Double If left, he took a bunch of fans with him to Team Liquid. So at least some of, like, I I, I think it'd be I think really the bad. The worst if, position would have been if Clutch beat TL in Game Five in the semifinals two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And that one actually was realistic. Yeah. I in, in terms of all the possible outcomes of of the postseason, I think this is a like you're saying the best one con. But I I do side more with Kelby as he you know brought up some good long term concerns about whether or not what's happening currently if it is actually the best thing for the North American scene. Yeah. Hey, Con, no, thanks so much for your call. Uh, we're running low on time. We're going to oh, yeah. go over our time. So is there anything you want to say as we move on to the next caller? Yeah, just that I think that G2 is maybe the most overrated team in League of Legends history. And <laughs> they've been gifted series by teams like Fnatic and SKT to make people think that they're the best in the world. All right, well, okay. we got two more callers. I thanks disagree, for I in, disagree with that take. I think G2 is a great team. And I'm going to start polling the next caller, Travis. I'm glad you agreed with him, though. I finally, I'm glad we finally got someone on your side, Travis. I mean, they're down two games of Fnatic both times in Fnatic throws. Con, thank you for the That's call. It. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, dude. I am not a G2 hater. I'm getting the next person. While you you make your plea, Travis. Hey, Travis, what did you pay that guy to say that stuff? Beha, twelve twenty-five, nine months. Just Jalu, thank you for two months. Ribbon Shoe at seventeen. Benjamin, Fishalicious, Pokemans, uh, Josswig, Heart of Kyber, Real Foxy donated $5, said just donating to say hi to Kelby. So many things for 19 months. CT Furs for two, Coco Sanchez 18, LOL Deer, hi Deer, uh, for tier one with tier one sub, sub and Nerdstorm X for tier one. A lot of you got gifted subs tonight. Did you know right now, if you got gifted a sub tonight, you can celebrate by extending your sub for $2.50 right now through September. If you're watching live, you can also just sub in general for $2.50. Listen, it's half off for September. Heisendinger is here. Heisendinger, remind me where you're calling from. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Your, your mic is the worst it's ever been. Are you on a phone? Uh, uh, I'm on my laptop. I'm actually doing homework as I'm ready. You're doing homework. Well, that's good. I, I'm happy that you're following the academic route. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I basically, or long story short, this world is super hyped. I think every team coming out of have a, like really big storylines behind them. And Riot should shine those storylines to propel the game into being seriously monetized. Sorry, what's the last you know, bit? Solve the, the money problem. Uh, to monetize the game, they make teams money, so we're not worrying about longevity anymore, or at the very least, we can start solving that problem. So you're saying Riot should take advantage of the hype around this Worlds and add extra monetization to this Worlds? Either, if not this Worlds, we can begin a system at least that can kind of, okay, so every team going in from the major... It's just awesome. And an argument can be made of like some sort of 
uh, like backstory with the underdogs, EU new kings, China new kings, uh, reclaim in their glory. These are all like very big stories, very like hype kind of, I think, uh, moments that are going to happen. And that you use like this year's world coming into 2020 to actually like start monetizing the game. As to how, I'm not exactly, I think this is probably the last chance we're ever going to get because the game's never going to get better. This is literally as just as good as it's going to get. I know Kobe's going to have a ball with this, but I personally don't think it's getting any better. What just happened yeah, at one, the end this there? Is one of my, this is one of my favorite callers. We just turned into a, to a very dark place. <laughs> Uh, so wait, Heisendinger, you have no idea for like how Riot could monetize this? Because I have. Well, I mean, personally, I have ideas, but no, yeah, I mean, I could come up with a too. As to how many of them would work, I'm not sure. I think the the key to any of their success is kind of using the fact that, like, okay, let's say for example, G2 wins world. Mm-hmm. We say, okay, we have new EU king overlords. Uh, here's like this big EU package you could do that will like support the EU teams, or like say uh, Team Liquid make it really far. Hey, we finally have an NA team that doesn't like suck ass. Here's your big NA hype package. So um, for this, for the sake of brevity, uh, there's a million different ways you can you can do it. All these esports have different things in their own ecosystems for how they monetize. You can pick and choose the best ones. I'm not too concerned about that. I like what you said at the end, though, as, as the spicy take of this is the best it's going to get. Because uh, I'm not sure I agree that's like with a that. Whole other, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic, and we should probably ignore I said that. That's my personal opinion. Putting it out, out there, I know it's like kind of short on time. I'll call about that later, because that is like actually a, a topic I've got in my back pocket. So let's ignore that, please, because I am. That is like a conversation. To he wants, he wants to have that conversation when he has a better microphone. Um, um, well, then much, I'm not yeah. quite sure what. So, not well, quite the take, sure what is, the take is, uh, this is this is an amazing world. This is perhaps the best set of stories that we've ever had converge. There's going to be a ton of hype around it. This is Riot's chance to really start fucking making it happen from a monetization perspective. Um, and I'll throw it to Kelby because I know I can just take the next five minutes off. <laughs> well, no, I just uh, I think so. The, the problem that I maybe see with just like the initial ideas and they're just off the top of your head that you rambled off, Heisendinger, is that if you're doing something that rewards only the champion, from a development opportunity cost perspective, when you focus on one region, uh, you're creating an, a monetization asset which really is only going to appeal with that region, whereas normally uh, Riot is developing products that appeal hopefully globally, right? They, they want to create skin or other assets that everybody taps into. So I think that I agree there is definitely value in doing something more robust in terms of monetizing around worlds the way that uh, other games or, or esports do. Uh, but I think making it too region-focused in its offering is problematic because you're limiting the market which will purchase your product, right? Um, Which from an opportunity cost perspective for Riot just doesn't make sense uh, when they're developing other products and they will generate more revenue because they have global appeal. Um, 
Oh. I agree with everything you said uh, about that, especially in the esports ecosystem. Like, an NA fan is not going to buy a European skin for a regional winner. I'm certainly fucking not. Yeah, I would say most people aren't, and that's a lot of skins to create because then you have to do that for every region. Um, so that idea is kind of not probably going to pan out. I always am down for more monetization as long as it feels fair and people are willing to pay for it. And the community is more than willing to share their opinion when they don't feel like it's fair, like with Eternals and stuff. So, you know, I, I appreciate the attempt by Riot with the Eternals thing. It's not really esports monetization, but like trying out new cool ways to do it. That one apparently sucked. I only cursory read about it and people's reactions. Um, but hey, that's how I feel like the market should work. Riot develops a product. People say they fucking hate it or not, and then they spend their money or they don't. Okay, quick um, question. And I, I want them to take opportunity. I want them to try things like Eternals, even if that iteration or idea sucked. Quick question. Is this the most hyped worlds that we will ever have? Or that no. we've had so far? No. Really? You don't think so? Maybe it is. I feel like uh, in terms I of mean... just quantity of hype, 2015 fucking sick it was mostly korean but i just felt like there was like the clg madison square garden thing just happened and um i don't know there was a lot of cool shit going on in a lot of the regions it also had the fanatic versus og which was dope fear was going on in china at the time they had edg right in rng or starhorn royal See, club at the time like I, there was a lot of cool shit in 20, 2015 was dope as fuck 2015 was pretty good i just feel like this is the first real like because of what happened at last year's worlds and because of yeah, msi and because of g2 the best team in the world and because of team liquid who people are saying i know people said this about tsm in the past but like strongest team north america's ever produced a back riding this like back to back to back to back i said that only because somebody in twitch chat said they didn't want me to say that uh victory thing like i feel like one, you know, I don't think Riot has necessarily done the best job of building the hype yet for Worlds. Hopefully that comes over in the next couple of weeks, otherwise I'm going to be pissed. But I do think that this should feel like the most exciting time to watch League of Legends competitively in the next month or so. From a Western perspective, definitely agree. I would say even the East winners were probably really excited. I think a lot of, I think the Chinese team's looking awesome, I think. And looking back on form, so I don't think it's just in the West that we're. I think like worldwide, Lee fans should be super pumped for this year's world. I mean, it's I think Korea should feel excited for a chance to redeem themselves, right? Like, yeah. It's not like we're, they're sending shit teams and they're like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna." It's not like they're in a North America position, right? Like they're they should feel not. I mean, not this year. I'm just saying. In the past, North America's gone to Worlds and they've been like, eh, is this even going to, can we get out of groups? I, Korea shouldn't be feeling that way. Um, I think that they, like, I think every region should have a lot of anticipation for them and what they can accomplish. Sure. That's fair. Hey, Heisendinger, let's get you back for the other call at some point in time and let's make sure that you're not on your laptop microphone when you do. Yeah. Oh, uh, also for the record, G2 is in fact the best team in the world. Just deal with it, Travis. I'm sorry. Well, Heisenberger, I don't think you should make that statement so definitively. Okay, Heisenberger's out of the call. We can move on to you know, wrap up the show. We I don't know how you can say team's not, because then that you must think that someone is. True pyro chimp subbed for two months. Thank you. 
Hale is the best team in the world, and Devil is the best player of all time. G2 is the favorites for the tournament, though, says True Pyrochimp. Thank you for your sub. Dr. Manhattan is back. Yes, Dr. Manhattan, welcome back. Calling from the Washington, D.C. area. Yes. Hello? He said yes. Oh, he's. I haven't turned down on town because I think he was live uh, before. Yeah, yeah he's quiet now. Okay, I turned him up to 200% now, so it's very... Yeah, same. You need to get your audio stable. Equalize. You need an equalizer. Yeah, probably. Whatever. Can you, What's can your you topic? move your mouth a little closer to your microphone? Because even at 200%. Uh, how's this? That's way better. better. Okay, thank you. Um, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, with all the teams that are qualified for, or the teams that we have thus far, I think right now would be a good time to bring up what I talked about last year, and that's the Dottie Award and who I think my nominee is for the Dottie. Oh, we're doing this now, Mark? Uh, I misunderstood. I thought it was uh, other awards that we should keep in mind as well beyond the Dottie one. How are we going to do the Dottie Award before it's happened? Well, we well, no. He likes that, to do. We did this last year. We made the prediction. Point, that we predict the oh. video. The problem oh, okay. is, I sorry, feel like sorry. we should That's save fine. this topic for like a world, like a show. You know, a week or two before world starts. You mean after like plans? Or either after plans or like right before. I mean most, but I mean most of the most of the teams that were probably eligible for Dada award are, pro are already qualified. At this yeah, point. I know. Uh, but I just, hey, I want, it, I want us to get the, the show. We have Kelby. We have Kelby on the show. Da 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 yeah, Kelby knows absolutely off. jack shit about international stuff. He, he knows less than me. I do. I just watch let him say caps and move on. We should get like Travis, Raz I watch as much of the other regions as you do. Dr. Manhattan, do you have another topic? Um... Twitch chat? What do you want it? Do you want to see the dot awards yeah. Twitch chat? Yeah, Twitch I, chat. I don't, know, I don't normally read like, Twitch not, chat. But, I can't. Okay, you, know, you got me the... and Kelby. This is the conversation that you're going to be able to have, Mark. So, and we're 11 minutes past the show time. Uh, so, all just, right, you hmm. you run through this really interesting topic that Seems could go like on for 20 minutes in the right boomer is trying to suppress what chat wants. <laughs> Travis, just say someone on G2 because we know that's who you want to say, and then we'll. we'll I'll say mine, and Kelby will say someone from NA. <laughs> oh. All right, I'll say mine. I think I would pick Tarzan, the Griffin jungler. I think he is an incredible jungler. I absolutely love watching him jungle. Um, he's going to get so much hype from the casters and the, the broadcast team, justifiably so, but he's going to be so built up. And what's going to happen, he's going to get to Worlds, and I am not bought in on Griffin super hard. I think they should get out of groups. Um, but I feel like, depending on if he has a good group or not, Griffin could really underperform. And jungling with bad team is mental booming. And you've seen that happen with Sven. You've seen what happened with junglers all over the world. Clear love. I think there's a chance Griffin will go to Worlds, lay an egg, and the best jungler in the world, which people kind of think he is, will uh, receive a fair amount of flack for it. So now we're declaring best jungler in the world? <laughs> He's going to get that hype, dude. And for good reason. He is incredible. Uh, uh, my take on the Dot A Award is I would actually nominate 
five players. That's um, Wonder Jankos, Caps, Perks. <laughs> and, Travis wasn't going to do it. You needed to. And, or, I mean, like, really, G2, they have to be maybe the most overhyped team in the history of League of Legends. They go to MSI, uh, a semi-competitive international tournament. Uh, you know, they, they fluke to a victory. Congrats. Barely scraped by Fnatic, who throws their series after being up two games. Uh, they faced TL when they were clearly in poor form. You know, not their best day. They got shit on by IG in finals last year. Uh, uh, well, not Caps them, did. but, you know, yeah, Caps did. Um, and, and, like, we're going to see they've got all this pressure going in. Everybody's like, oh, this is the best team in the world. This is finally our chance. EU is edging so hard right now. They're like, <laughs> oh, my God. They're, they're so eager to jump on this moment to claim that they're the best team ever because in the back of their mind, they know they're fucking terrified, right? Like, we got to claim it now before Worlds happens. And, and everybody sees and exposes, you know, how weak we really are. They're going to come in and all this pressure in on them in Europe in front of all their fans. Oh, you know, like, oh, it's just going to boil over. We're going to see the collapse. And you know what? You know who's going to rise to the top? Team Liquid. Okay. Uh, they're going to Double go for the lift after making four consecutive North American victories. The winningest player in the history of the NALCS goes into EU. This was just the time that he was waiting for. Lays it down. He's got Core JJ, the best support in the world. All right. They go back, lay it on the table in front of everybody else to the top. There is no doubt in my mind, Team Liquid will be world champions. Travis can only get so aroused. Calm down, Kelby. I thought you were going to go for the ultimate switcheroo there and say SKT. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Travis doesn't have, have an opinion on this. That was a, <laughs> a quality rant. <laughs> Dr. Red Hatton, what's your take? Who do you uh, nominate? Well... You took one of my top nominees, and that's Tarzan, but that's okay because I have another one, which will probably, it's probably going to Canyon on damn one. Um, I saw he gave a pretty respectable performance all season uh, in the LCK, and I'm pretty sure, to, to my knowledge, I believe he won MVP. Uh, so there's obviously going to be a good amount of eyes on him. Uh, so that's probably, and like, damn one's a relatively new team going into Worlds, and that's usually how the Dada Award works sometimes, is like these fresh face teams, LGD. Uh, Samsung Ozone, ADG when Name won. Uh, so Canyon might be another person, or so, or maybe like I don't know. Like it, it, to be fairly honest, this is like my improv improv one just because I'm I'm my top one is Tarzan. And I agree with. Sorry, you. I jacked it. Yeah, yeah that's I cool. know. All right, sounds good. Travis, are you back? Really, really unprofessional behavior for the the host of a show to just. Uh, Hello? Hello? There we go. I have oh, no idea why that happened. I, you unplugged just... your microphone. You're so over that topic. That's, yeah. that's... No, as soon as I disconnected from Discord, reconnected, it started working again. Discord's just going crazy. <laughs> Boomer host or... can't figure out the technology. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. 
Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. We're going to say goodbye to you now. Hey, appreciate it. Have a good one. Uh, this is a fun episode. Dude. I'm, this like, I'm so glad Kelly came back. Oh this was God. such a good episode, dude. This is probably my favorite episode <laughs> in a long time. Uh, the G2 troll shit at the beginning. Everyone's saying it um, as their troll shout out. Kelby's thing, the molding boomer. Raz coming in. Oh, it's such a good episode. Mark, what do you want to shout out? Shout out to everyone who was a part of this episode. That's it. Kelby? I want to give a shout out to... <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Is it the chain smokers? Ah! You're spoiling it. You're spoiling it. I want to give a shout out to a little EDM group. They now make pop music. You may have heard of them. Called the Chain Smokers. All right. The greatest big room group. Uh, at least they were from 2014 to 2016. I believe they're going to make EDM music again one day. I'm really holding out for that moment. But still appreciate everything that they do. Boomer EDM band. <laughs> it really is at this point. <laughs> I like how boomers could even know what EDM is. <laughs> uh, Travis, anything for you? Any any big news? Yes. Uh, the if, if you were enjoyed Raz's call into the show, um, Mar or Broad and I are starting to put the final touches on our LPL mini doc. It's going to come out in two episodes. Um, I think next week will be the first one. Um, but it's coming along really well, and I'm excited about it. And that's going to be sick. Got some LCS interviews coming out soon. And oh, shout out to Square, who hooked me up with a code for Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Actually, I've been really enjoying going back to that game. It's been fun. Um, and I think that's it. Shout out to Twitch chat for being you and for subbing during September. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of subs this show, too. Another reason it's the best episode ever. Well, the vast majority of them were gifted because the people in the chat would rather make fun of me than gift me a sub. They don't love me, even whenever it's 50% off. Jeez. Anyway, thanks, everyone, for watching. This has been Hotline League, episode 90. Every, every sub helps a follicle of Travis's bald, balding head. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>